Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. What you do see is you go to patreon.com slash sonranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O, and you type that little address in there, and then you say, I would like to subscribe for a dollar, or two dollars, or three dollars, or five dollars, because I want to get the music, or ten dollars, because I want my name at the end of the show, or whatever reason... You're going to be supporting the Sunranto show and keeping us on the air, whether it's that you want to help us pay our website hosting bill, which is coming up for 200 bucks, whether it's you want to help us pay to keep the show streaming on StreamYard. What, if you just want to help buy us tickets and beer, if you would buy each one of us a beer for doing this show per year, well, that's like subscribing basically at like the $3 level. So get it done. You get the show early, ad-free. There's perks at every level. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us. It's how we keep the lights on here. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old stuff beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable loser Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto. Happy happy Sunday night, everybody. Um, I'm Danny Rackett. I've that the that who you just heard the lovely strains of is Mr. Michael Cotton. And uh, we got thank you. And we got uh, Crawley in the house. Actually, he's hiding in front of books. Yeah, you put those in the back to make yourself look smart. I think that's a good way to do it. That's how um, it's, it's really all I got to do is pull up. It's actually just a screen. <laughs> yeah, like I can't afford books. Uh, so welcome to the Sunranto show. Uh, it's been another tough weekend. Cubs got swept by a bad team. Although, you know, something about that Kansas City team, just like my initial reaction of like watching them. And they said it on the uh, the broadcast on the radio pesky it's a pesky team they slice you up with singles and you know and doubles and they steal bases and they have speed and they get on base and they take their walks and you know it's like wait you comes are the poor man's version of that you just described baseball danny 
<laughs> well, I mean, they didn't uh, – in the first day, they hit five home runs, you know, so right. it's not like they couldn't hit any home runs. Wynn was howling out that day, was howling out every day but today. And so they just, you know, they slice, hit them where they ain't. I think that our the lack of our def- good defense kind of got ex- – our, 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 our lack of defense, our bad defense kind of got exposed, which, you know, you see when you don't have gold glovers on the field, you really do notice it. And I don't know. How was your weekend, guys? I mean, are you just accepting these losses, like, up the butt? <laughs> I mean, what, yeah. what, what, what are you going to do? I mean, like, you literally traded nine starters from your team. What was anyone going to expect with that situation? So you literally have no power bats except for Wiz, which, congratulations, Wiz, if that's a, your power bat. But you have no back end of a bullpen. I mean, that's absolutely, like – you have none of that, so you had Rocker. no starters to really begin the season. So now you got rid of a couple of those, and so what? What I don't there's there's no way you if anyone goes in thinking that the Cubs are going to win any game. Like basically, I take a look at a Hendricks start, and I'm like, maybe, maybe Wisdom catches one, and maybe Kyle can go seven, and, and somehow we'll get two guys to get a couple outs and close it. But other than that, I, I don't think they're going to. I mean, win. and the Cubs, they're singles hitters in the same way that the Royals are singles hitters, except for that. They can drive their guys in. They can manufacture that run. We literally need three base hits, if not four base hits in a walk in a row to score one run. Like, you know, right. It's well, really unless, frustrating. Unless you're uh, Keegan Thompson out there and Chirinos is your catcher and just uh, balls are flying all over the field to the backstop, to center field, whatever, and Whit Merrifield is always on third. God, I'm so mad that we didn't get him that year we wanted him. Like, he could still be ours. Every team wanted him. The price was probably just, you know, ridiculously high for him, you know. Um, but I can't think of any guy. I mean, the Cubs could have given them their entire double-A team probably back then, and it would have been fine. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Um, not. It wasn't all bad, though, this weekend. The Bleacher Bum Band played, and we got some really incredible footage of uh, me falling on my face, and I thought we'd start there because at least this happened. Uh, I'll put it on. And here I come. Oh, no. Jarrett checks on me. Yeah, look at Jarrett. Like, totally thought you were dead. I get up, kind of. Now, I'm, I'm hurt here. But now, here's in slow motion. Okay, so who did the slow motion? Because Me, I did it. That that was amazing that you went slow mo as well. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I um I threw a cowbell. Now, yeah, that where was, did that land? Uh, some guy caught it. Now, thank oh. God, because <laughs> you know I really could have hurt somebody or broken something. But in the heat of the moment, I had to sell it. You know what I mean? So I I, ha- I ended like this. This is how I ended the Bleacher Bum Band uh, show. You fall on accident once, means you got to fall again to make it look like it was on purpose. Thank you, Bleacher Bum Band. The best thing I saw... We love you. Fuck the Cardinals. Yeah, this is uh you know, this this could be a, a TFC, I guess, but you know, I don't I don't have it up. Um yeah, Crawley responding to that video <laughs> saying 
saying Mick Jagger could have made that jump, and he's 80. <laughs> Jumping, what did I say? Jumping Dan Flash, he is fat, 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 fat. fat, fat. <laughs> yeah, I saw Mick uh, and the boys last time they were in Soldier Field, and that guy's like 80s, jumping and running around, and then Danny's just trying to jump up on the stage at, at, at uh, the oh, at G-Man. That's, that's at least it. eight feet. The, I mean, come on, that's an eight-foot <laughs> leap I tried to make. <laughs> if you've been to G-Man Tavern, you know how high that stage is. I get nosebleeds up on that stage, it's so high up. <laughs> Deidre says, damn graceful, Danny. Hey, nobody's ever accused me of that. Um, I Apparently, I need to work on my vertical leap. <laughs> yeah. As as they say, white men can't jump. Um, white white fat men uh, definitely can't jump. <laughs> no, uh, white fat men shouldn't jump. Shouldn't even try. Say. Well, yeah. here's the thing is uh, I've made that leap many, many a time. And uh, it, it's gone fine. Not fine. I barely <laughs> made it. And uh, this time... Um, I, I didn't make it, so yeah, I mean, this was, could have been worse. This was evil Knievel not quite getting over uh, the fountain at Caesars. Yeah, I, I think Crawley's having some audio problems. He can't hear us, so he's going to take himself out and come back in. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to say thanks for everybody that was there. It was actually a really fun show. We knocked the price down to uh, five bucks. And then we do a, like a pass the hat thing in case, you know, so we, now we're working for our money, you know? And yeah. then, uh, so, but it, it went great. There was a lot of, a lot of people came out, a lot of friends that we've seen from, you know, that we've seen there before. And we just had a great time. Our next show is on the 24th, I believe. Let me look, uh, 25th, Saturday, September 25th. That's going to be the last show of the season. So if you want to see the Bleacher Bum Band and me fall off the stage and onto the stage, uh, make sure you come out on September 25th. Tickets would be uh, pretty much nothing, I think, by that point. Although it is the Cardinals, and we'll definitely do the Fuck the Cardinals song. Um, and um, uh, just a quick announcement. At some point, I think, during the show, some of you guys might have seen on Twitter that our good friend, uh, my Thai guy, Chris, he got held up last night at gunpoint. Michael, did you see that? I did. I, yeah, I just happened to notice that, um, I don't know, around five today, I, I saw that and everybody reaching out to my Thai guy and telling him, you know, how bad they feel about it. It was that that's some scary shit. Like the guy came up with the gun behind him, you know, and. Well, I mean, I'll, I'm, he's going to come on the show, hopefully in a little bit. He's doing interviews with ABC and NBC. And I was like, I was like, bro, why don't you come on and talk to us, too? And we'll scoop both those motherfuckers on, on your robbery story. Crawley, can you hear us now? You got to unmute yourself, though. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes. There he is. There he is. But I will show the video just real quick. Here's my tag guy. If you haven't seen it yet, here he is getting mugged. Um, I'm going to start it uh, real quick right here. So he's walking down the street. And this dude comes by. Now, look at the car behind him. Oh, he comes up behind him. He's got a gun. And then he he screams and runs away. Fucking scary-ass shit. And then another car comes through. So I don't know what's going on, but obviously those two cars were in, uh, or the one car was at least in on that robbery because that dude gets into that car. Yeah, so he just, got in and took off. So. Yeah, and so that's really it's really scary stuff. I don't I don't know exactly uh, what you know what transpired. 
Hope uh, Mai Tai is going to come back. We were hanging out with him. He didn't come to the Bleacher Bum Band show. He was at work. And then he came, uh, like, after he was done uh, working, he came over and hung out with us uh, over at, like, our little after party that we had in our bass player's backyard. And so we were hanging out with him. He was he brought a bunch of rum. He he was making mai tais for everybody. And I and we and uh, mai tai guy and I were 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 talking about how um uh, we we're, uh, were talking about how we we should do like a uh, a drink making show with mai tai like in the off season oh, yeah. like have them on for like you know you know mixing with mai tais and mai tai like teaches everybody how to make a drink or something. We thought it'd be great. And uh, so we we're talking about that at the party. He's walking home, and next thing you know, it's uh, it's just you know that shit happens, and you know he's going to come on the show. He'll tell us what happened, how he felt about it, and we're going to scoop NBC and uh, ABC on the whole situation because we're live, and they're too scared of they're too scared of putting my tie on live. <laughs> we're not, we're not. So uh, I don't know if anything's like that's ever happened to you. But I mean, I've got beat up in the street before, and uh, you know it sucks. And I didn't want to go outside after that. And it's like it's traumatizing. Uh, so uh, yeah, I got robbed at knife point at uh, McDonald's when I was a kid, when I was in high school. Fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it ain't it's, fun. So no, uh, it, it, it's fucked up. Our best of my tie. He'll come by later. We'll all say hi to him and tell him we love him. Uh, Facebook user asks, what neighborhood was that at? Um, it's like the west side. Uh, it's pretty far west, like northwest side, but pretty far west, like past the highway, I think. So I'm not exactly sure. Oh, my tie guy's here. I got NBC at 8 p.m. I'll come on soon as I'm done, guys. Okay, my tie, we love you. Okay, come on and say hi. Uh, Matt Kammer, everybody's famous Cubs artist, who all his artists sitting behind me on the wall, writes in, carjacked at gunpoint. Not fun. Can't imagine any of that shit is fun. Uh, yeah, it fucking sucks. So just be careful out there. Be vigilant. There's shit going on. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sun Ranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you? on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Won't you join us there? Uh, You can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store. And, uh, you know, we kind of get together. We have a conversation about something Cubs-related or baseball-related, or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist Matt Cameron. You never know what's going to happen over there on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. at the Spotify Green Room app. Here's what you do. Uh, you download it, and um, then you follow Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, and you link your Twitter in there, and uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory. Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. But let's forget about that for a moment and talk about the Cubs, which is also well, yeah, let's, fun. let's talk it's about better than that. <laughs> an entire team getting mugged all fucking weekend long. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, first, a little Cubs news. Uh, this is not good news. But it's better than getting carjacked at knife point or at gunpoint. Nico Horner, he left his uh, rehab start today. Did you see that? In the right in the middle of the at bat. Yep. He's up there. He goes to swing it and he's like, gah, 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 gah. something's wrong. And you know, well that's so that's not good. I mean, 
I mean, did you hear That's, anything more than that? No, no, just that he probably re-injured the, you know, uh, shit, his lap muscle or whatever the fuck. Was it oblique or? Oblique. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. Oblique, yeah. yeah. I'm always, it's always amazing. Like somebody else has to go out there and take the rest of that at bat, you know? <laughs> Like, it's always weird for that guy. And I didn't see who it was in this situation. I just saw, you know, the video of Nico. But it's like, yeah, the guy's got to go out there with, what, like, at least one strike on him. And it's just so weird. <laughs> it is. It, it happens from time to time. But, and yet, the worst is when it's like it, – it, well, and this is not exactly the same, but it, it's, it's kind of like it. It's like when a dude, like, fouls one off his ankle, and he's in obviously a lot of pain, and it's like 0-2. And, and you're like yeah. – at that point, you're like, dude, just pull him. At least give somebody else a chance at a pitch because there's no – this guy's definitely striking out now. He is in so much pain, he can't even see. Well, you uh, know, it's just sad because it, it's, it this comes right as the news of that they're going to give him that chance to be short, everyday shortstop. So, I mean, that's clearly the plan that they have for him is – is to try to be the the shortstop of the future, and then Nick Madrigal at second. So more and more people I've seen online, and now they're just fans. Most of the people I follow, because not a lot of blue check marks in there saying this, that most people don't like Nico at short, and they think that you're taking and I and I basically exactly what we've been saying on the show over and over and over again. Do not move Nico Horner off a of second base. Why the fuck did we get Nick Madrigal? And you wonder if like you know. If if that's really what they're going to go up the middle, I mean, are they going to flip somebody? Are they really going to do it? Like, it doesn't seem like a good idea to anybody. The, I guess the, the only thing I can figure out from this, right? He's he's a uh, he's a fan favorite, so people don't want it. The front office doesn't want to just get rid of him or make him sit behind Madrigal all the time. So if they put him over at short for the end of the season and he doesn't do great, then if they move him in the offseason to get a sh- or to open up a spot for a shortstop or to do something like that, people won't care so much about it. But uh, also, it could just be, as this front office loves to do, try and get somebody in there that's not going to cost a lot and just hope it works out for the best. Because if Nico doesn't work out at shortstop, they have to go find somebody in the offseason, right? And, I mean, there's guys out there. There's, uh, like, Seager and uh, – Baez. Baez is still out there and stuff. But they – so what they're hoping, I think, is to put him over there and he either, A, does well enough that they can keep him and they don't have to buy – you know, they don't have to spend any money on a shortstop or it, it, he's bad enough that if they get rid of him in the offseason or the fact that he's starting behind Madrigal feels better to people, I guess. Ne- neither option is good for Nico Horner. He's being set up to fail. What do you say, Crawley? You're, you're, you you would look like you were chomping at the bit waiting to say something. And then you were like, actually, I'm not going to say nothing. Cotton sounds like a goddamn lunatic. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, Nico was a shortstop coming up. That's where he kind of broke in with the team. But it's, you know, you were talking about going to games, Danny, and seeing the product on the field right now. I mean, it's going to be a downgrade defensively. We are used to Javi making some of the most impossible throws with a cannon of an arm. 
And now you're going to go with a guy that's just going to be maybe slightly above average, maybe, yeah. you know, hey. so that it's not much. So, I mean, like, you know, people talk about outfield, but I just, I really don't see that happening. I see, um, I see them using some platoon. I don't know where Nico fits and, and, and I'm concerned as far as the uh, injury history. He seems to be a guy that, you know, he, you know, you can't help your team when you're not on the field. So I, I hope he's okay. This oblique is kind of, those obliques are kind of like they're they're a pain in the ass to come back from. So we'll see what happens. Well, and uh, Bill Sugis writes in, Mister Glass is our new shortstop. You know, and you you wonder about that, like because we already went through this with KB. So you know, obviously we we're, everybody's going to kind of feel the same, except for Chris Bryant has a lot more, you know, talent than uh, Nico Horner does. But you can't, you know, a lot of dudes get their careers derailed by this kind of thing, this nagging sort of injury, which just keeps popping up. And well, obliques uh, are weird because it's just like your side, you know, the, all the muscles that are, live in your ribs and shit, you know, can be tough because yeah. you're always twisting around and swinging a bat. And Well, let it, you know, let's not forget, Nick Madrigal is out for the season. He is also injured, and it is still sort of up in the air, you know, whether he'll be any good when he comes back. You know what I mean? Maybe, I mean, it could be okay. We, we're we seeing a team right now that doesn't have a starting second baseman. They don't have you know shit. I mean? So <laughs> Matt, Matt shit Duffy, Matt Nick. Duffy played fucking second base today. He you looked know, like, like shit. They they put anybody out there at second base. Nick Madrigal, I think they're hoping is going to be the guy, but he is going to need a backup because we are looking at what a team looks like when they it's don't injured. have anybody yeah. to fill those spots. Yeah, yeah. Because Alcantara, I was looking up at his numbers. Like he's like five nine, one fifty five. <laughs> and he was supposed to be some defensive whiz, but the balls are getting all past him today. You know, all those – I mean, they're hitting him not real hard, but they're just hitting him where he wasn't. So I don't know if it's the – and the Cubs were shifting their asses off. Oh, there's like five guys to the left of for second base. Now they're to the right. Oh, it's two strikes. Now I'm going to move over here. Like, they were all over the place, and they kept getting hits anyway. And I'm like – are their spray charts wrong or are they just good at guiding the ball where the guy can't get to it, regardless of your shifting? You know, I think it's that kind of team. Um, and thus, the Cubs uh, set a new Wrigley Field record. Yep. For new Wrigley Field record. Uh, so 12 now? 13. Oh, 13. Yeah. 13 cool. home losses is the most a Cubs team has ever had uh, in a row. So 13 in a row at Wrigley is the most uh, the Cubs team. And, and the Cubs are an old-ass team. So we, we have been talking about how many, like, the Cubs keep setting all these records in futility this year. And it's just like, when you started this year, if you would have told me how much, like, how many, like, the losing streaks when you have to twice, you know, where you had the two uh, big losing streaks and, and how bad the offense was to start the year and all this other problems, it was just like, you know, the last time the Cubs actually won a game was August 26 against the Reds. That was when Javi hit the walk-off off Amir Garrett and, you know, was yapping at him and, and, and that craziness. That's the, that was like a month ago that anyone that's been at Wrigley Field has seen a, a win. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah well, the, my and, thing was we all thought this 11 loss, 11 straight losses, and 
you know, we were kind of like, well, if we're here, we may as well like set the record. And then they didn't do it. They won some games. They're like, ah, well, you know, I guess we're not going to set a record. And then backdoor record. We got <laughs> nobody saw it coming. Historic. Um, and so uh, that's an ugly record. Uh, we'll have more of those, I'm sure, to talk about before this year's out. We'll 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 recap them all for you once it's all said and done, and uh, and buried. And a couple of the Cubs news uh, notes: uh, Fargus, I believe, made it through waivers. So d- don't worry, nobody claimed him. <laughs> we st- we we can still have him if we want him. Jonish, four, four teams actually claimed him, but they all misspelled his name, and he made it to the next team. Yeah, and they're like, sorry, failed the <laughs> test. Um, and then, and this is, a, Winkler was just uh, outright released. Yeah. And uh, so my we haven't seen a move. It, we haven't seen an outright release of a pitcher since last week <laughs> when well, they got rid of uh, Arietta. Winkler was just absolutely brutal, and he was just on such a streak of just having an inability to get anyone out and looking awful doing it. I mean, it was like there was just no point in keeping the guy anymore. He was cheating. I really think he was one of the spinners and one of the suntan lotion guys and all that stuff. And Because if not, why wouldn't they have kept him? I mean, because he was really good before. Like, why do you know guys go through bad stretches? But to give a guy an outright release means that they're like, okay, he hasn't got, he doesn't have shit without cheating. He's got to go. Right. That's, I mean, to me, that is evidence of that. You know, just just, looking at it. I also don't care that much. Probably, but guess what? You know, a lot of people were and they're adjusting and he sucks. So maybe he can't, maybe he just can't adjust or he wasn't going to adjust. There was no, he was, again, some bullpen guys can be flaky and all of a sudden a guy can just look amazing for a little while. And that was the hope is that you could flip Winkler back when he actually still looked decent. I remember like Rex brothers and Winkler and everyone's like, these guys suck, but they're doing really, really good. Yeah. And so you knew that just wasn't going to last. And now this is the old regressions to the means. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair, brothers is still holding it together. You know, so maybe oh, wasn't a complete collapse like Winkler. That was right. un- unbelievable. Well, Brothers was a starter. Brothers has a lot more time in the majors. Brothers is, uh, I think, a diff- maybe a different different story. But uh, yeah, but Winkler was just one of those dudes trying to catch on who didn't really have it and needed that little extra edge, I think, to get through. But we've already wasted enough time on this show talking about Dan Winkler. <laughs> I think, um, and uh, this from Jordan Bastian. This is kind of old news here, but um, at the more Alzali threw a bullpen that quote unquote went well from David Ross, he said. And Contreras will have a recheck with Docs today, but is progressing well. He's got this knee thing, which when you're a catcher, uh, you kind of need your knee. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's rough, you know. Uh, so. I wonder if they're just giving him a break. He had caught more innings than anybody because the Cubs didn't have a backup catcher because Romine was hurt the whole first half of the year, so there was like a revolving door of backup catchers to see who would catch on. And then now Romine is, along with what's-his-fuck, is is your backup catcher. What's his name? The other guy. The other one. Chirinos? Yeah, Cheerios. Yeah, along with Cheerios, (laughs) who is basically – I mean, he's 37, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're looking at his last year. Like, this is going to be when you look at the back of the baseball card, you're like, I didn't know he played with the Cubs. 
This is a right. one year, except we'll know because we're watching this crap. Um, anyway, uh, I wonder if they're just going to give him kind of not the year off, but they're going to really be careful with him because either you're going to try to trade him in the off season and or up until the trade deadline, or you're going to build around him and you're going to get some kind of deal done. But you know, I don't know. What do you th- what do you think they're trying to do with Wilson? Right I mean, now. you know, he's, he, he did catch a lot of games, and he, he didn't have a good backup. So I'm thinking they're just going to kind of just give him a little bit of time to heal, just rest it up. Yeah. The, John Freeman says, the Cubs are Danny falling off the stage. Nobody, Nobody gives a That's not true. Jarrett was concerned. Yeah, Jarrett was the only guy. Yeah, well, here, I'm going to play it again in slow-mo. I, you can kind of tell when Bleacher Jeff tries to hold it together. <laughs> Go down. And he sees it. And you see his face light up. It's hard to tell behind all that hair. Yeah, he. he yeah, I see that kind of a side-eyed little smile. Uh, Jarrett like reaches out to you, touches your shoulder, and back on doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> but Again, you know, I do have to tell you, I was shocked because it was last week that. You know, David Ross let it slip that the Cubs would be playing in the Field of Dreams game next year. And the corn, corn game. The I'm corn, corn, game. corn game. So he tried to walk it back, but now MLB's announced it. And, you know, Cubs versus Reds, and it's just a whole bag of wrong. It's unbelievable. Yeah, look at this. Look at what they put out there. They got Patrick Wisdom as our marquee player. Uh, with their Joey Votto. They got Votto and Winker. We got Wisdom and Eris, which it's supposed to be Contreras, but, like, wouldn't Contreras be the guy that you'd put it behind? Like, nobody even heard of Patrick Wisdom in all around the country. He's a dude that just has started to be good at age, what, 30? Old rookie. And now he's our marquee player. Like, do they not even ask the Cubs who they want up there? Or, you know, because does MLB just take Kyle Hendricks? Well, yeah, exactly. Where's yeah. Kyle Hendricks? They, well, I saw uh, a version of this where they had Hayward and Contreras in there, which makes sense. They're and Hayward still was first. from the 2016. But where was Hendricks? Why wouldn't you put the three guys still from 2016 on the team in that picture? But again, another uh, TFC that I don't have. It was, uh, you know. Oh, I, I hope you guys don't have this. Do you guys have Bill Sugis from Facebook? No. <laughs> uh, it shows Contreras and Hayward coming out of the corn, and and Bill writes, uh, one of those guys should just stay in the corn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like what CZ's world says in the chat. Wisdom is going to be a corn star. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, but I'm just, you know, MLB, it, it, I, I will never cease to amaze me, like, how shitty MLB is at promoting the game. I have no idea what's going to happen next year. I don't think anyone has any damn idea what's going to happen next year. And I don't know what if – but imagine, like, you saw – if you watched the, the corn game with the White Sox and the Yankees – all the good players, all the action, the, the ninth inning, the, the fireworks with Tim Anderson to end it. It's like 
you just you basically pulled off the perfect game, and now you're going to follow it up with the Cubs. Could you imagine like seeing what you see on the field now, but having it be like a marquee, no pun intended, national game that you want everybody watching to appreciate the game of baseball? And is it going to be what are we going to have out there? Like I have no idea. Yeah, and it's and I think it's more about the franchises why they chose it as opposed to who's doing well right now. You know, right. So, but, so, but like if you're sitting here in your baseball, right, that event, which was really a cool event, you're trying to get people into the game. Okay? Oh, I you agree with people, you, Crawley. I totally like, agree. You and I would watch it, no problem. But like when you think about like exciting teams, you want to maybe think of like San Diego and something, you know, just when you think about like the, the guys that are like that would be fun to watch and, and, and maybe put on a show. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't have anybody like that. Like I was noticing like in today's lineup, but as I sat there watching the game that there was nobody after Hap and wisdom that you really had any faith that could slam one out of the park. Like if you had a couple on, Oh, like let's hit a three run Homer or, or a, a bases clearing double or something. I didn't see anybody in the lineup that could do it. We're not going to have a single ball fly into the corn. Is what I'm saying yeah. on that game. There will be no corn ball in the corn, and there will be no you know Tim Anderson type walk off Homer from Patrick Wisdom. I just don't see it because uh, I mean unless. They do spend, which there are those Cup fans out there that are like, they will definitely spend. There's no doubt about it. There's no way Ricketts are gonna, is going to leave us high and dry for more than the, than two months. And I don't believe that to be the case. And I know none of you guys do either. I, so but. I, I will I will, I will will preface that with saying that I don't think he cares about us, but I think he cares about his bottom line. And that bottom line is, is, is going to take a beating, Danny. I asked you to send me some of those pictures because people always tell me, oh, Wrigley is going to be filled no matter what. No, that's not the case. And if you saw some of Danny's pictures, I mean, there's a lot of empty seats for a beautiful summer game with gorgeous weather. You know what I mean? It's like I, how I call, Today was perfect. Just absolutely perfect. High 70s, breeze blowing, not too humid. Absolutely perfect weather. And people are choosing to do something else with one of their final summer weekends in a city that has a long winter, <laughs> you know, and they're choosing not to go and sit at Wrigley Field. I call it the empty confines, which I'm sure I'm not the first yeah. one to ever made that joke. But the, um, the good thing is that the Field of Dreams only seats 8,500. So we should be fine. <laughs> I mean, even the White Sox could fill it. My, my whole point being is, is that I do believe the Ricketts have to spend and will spend, but all of it is contingent on the CBA. And how confident is anybody that that gets done? Yeah. So uh, uh, our, our friend Gordo, Gordon Wittenmeyer, had an excellent point the other day on his podcast. He was talking about the Ricketts need to know how much they're willing to spend and then just fucking spend it. Like saying it's the CBA makes no sense. If the CBA goes this way, it doesn't matter. If the CBA goes that way, it doesn't matter. They have a number that they can spend. They they know what that number is, what they can afford, because they can afford anything. So the CBA should, like that CBA could make a difference for a Kansas City, for a Minnesota, for an Orioles 
well, teams that aren't big market. But when you're a big market team, you should just figure out whatever the fuck you're willing to pay. And then that's just how you run your team. You don't worry about the fucking CBA. Like, that's not something well, you should be concerning yourself with. There's 30,000 seats that got sold today. 29,640 was the announced attendance. It never got that full. You know, I would say there were probably 10,000 less than that in the ballpark, just eyeballing it. It was a late arriving crowd. It was an early leaving crowd because it was nine to one Royals. But, uh, you know, they are making money. That was a premium game. I bought my tickets for $12 with the fees. The, the face on that, I believe today was about $60. Right. So they so, sold those tickets. They made that money. The who took it on the chin was the whoever owned those tickets. Right, but that that was whoever those were tickets that place. were bought. Those were tickets yeah. that were purchased when Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez and Chris Bryant were on the team. Oh yeah. If you sit there and you're gonna go into next year and you know it's P Wiz and Nick Magical, you're not selling those tickets, dude. That it's yeah, it's basically what's gonna happen is mostly season ticket holders are gonna be held with the bag if they don't do anything. Yeah. So and um But when I mean, you talk even, about when you talk Royals about Royals fans showed up too, you know, like right. there were quite a few Royals fans that bought tickets as well. And they knew they weren't weren't gonna be a good team. They just wanted to go to Wrigley. When you talk about the money, though, is that in the past, when we, whether you talked about the Tribune or the Wrigley's or whatever, they just had one job, which was to try to sell tickets to a ball game. Okay, they didn't have investments anywhere else, like like the Ricketts do now. And so, Danny, we know one of the rooftop owners quite well. Those guys are having a hard time, but like the so are the Ricketts rooftops. If you look at all the rooftops that they own that you have to sell those in advance. And if you don't sell them, that's just a lot of lost money. When you talk at the Hotel Zachary, if you have no playoff baseball, I mean, like, think about the the amount that they charge. And I've gone up there because there's a bar that I go to above the Hotel Zachary sometimes. And, uh, I mean, it's just you're you're losing money. Uh, Starbucks was like, fuck this. We're, we're not paying the exorbitant fees because you can't charge people premium rent if you're not going to have people walking by. And so the Ricketts have so much invested in their tenants, their neighbor, the people that they're, that, that you know, the, the buildings that they own, that they need to put a winner on. The other thing you're talking about is marquee, is when, when you have marquee, you have advertisers, right? And so if you're going to sit there and the Cubs say, we want X amount for a 30-second spot, well, every advertiser is going to say, well, let me see what the ratings look like. And the Cubs' ratings have dropped dramatically. So... I think that because of that situation, they have to spend. They have to put, they can't sit there and suck because they will lose money. Crawley, and I will 100% agree with you on that argument. I've heard a lot of people say if fans don't go, they will spend money in order to get fans to come back. That won't fucking happen. They do not care about that. But what you're saying right now with all that, real estate because that's what they are they're real estate developers they're no longer team owners uh with all that real estate losing money and not having people there that is what they're going to need you know and and so yeah danny coming to a game that he spent 12 dollars on he's not their demographic no and and i didn't buy anything in there i bought nothing inside and uh like i went in but i went into the cub store before the 
the uh, for the game, and I went in there uh, with my mom's friend. She wanted to buy something for her daughter and send it out west. They're big Cub fans. They live out in the Pacific Northwest. So she's going in there, and so uh, she's looking through. She's like, oh, my God. $100 for a tank top? Oh, my God. Like, she's looking at this stuff, and she's like, is there a sale rack? I'm like, oh, no, not in here. But they did take the Rizzo jerseys down and replace it with an Ortega. Like, right. they really made an Ortega jersey thinking they might sell it. I'm like, who the hell is going to buy an Ortega jersey for $400? Nobody. Zero people, unless unless you're just exorbitantly wealthy and just don't give a shit and you think it's funny. And you're like, oh, 400 bucks, I don't care. You know, and and – I did see a guy, though I did see a guy up in Crawley Land wearing a, a Wisdom jersey, which surprised me. I was like, really? Somebody <laughs> somebody really did that? I was shocked. I was shocked. But, uh, you know, Madden's post has been emptied for like oh, yeah. two years. It's an awesome, awesome uh, spot to have a restaurant and bar up there. Nobody's bought it. You, uh, Starbucks walked away. So they're going. it's going to hurt their bottom line. So that's the only thing. I mean, that that's that's my thought, my my where I'm going with with what's going to happen this off season. Well, they got to lower their rents, and then you'll get somebody in there. But there's way, way too much with like the Delta variant and everything going on. Like, there's way too much. Who opens a restaurant right now? No. And if anything, you have a restaurant. Yeah, Lyle. But that was accidental. <laughs> that was accidental. And he made it and got great reviews. I posted that up on the Sun Ranto Ranters page about uh did you see that article about his I, new I restaurant? Did not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's he's doing great. Everybody loves it. So uh if if you're not a Sun Ranto Ranter on Facebook, join it. It's uh I'll let you in. Just search for the ranters. Um Yeah, nobody's gonna open a restaurant. Even Starbucks, who has money to you know to burn, that they, they're not, they wouldn't even pay. The other Starbucks can afford to put a, a a Starbucks across the street from a Starbucks. Yeah, in that's the next door to a Starbucks. Yeah, and they and they can't afford that fucking. Place. They they don't want that one though. So I mean, uh, yeah, the the rent is too damn high. Who is that guy? Uh, was it Jimmy? Who is that dude? The guy running for president. The rent is too damn high. Guy. Right. Yeah. We we need him to talk to Ricketts. So yeah, I mean it's it'll be interesting what they do. And I mean, I do you think we'll know? They keep using the CBA as an excuse, so I don't think they do shit. I think some teams are like, you know, day season ends, day they can start signing guys. They're like, we're going to sign guys. I think there'll be some very few teams that'll do that, and the Cubs will not be one of them. Yeah, you know, but but they should because look, they've spent a lot of money rebuilding this field and they want people to come and they want them to come and not boo them. But I don't know if they're getting that. We actually saw a movie about them refixing Wrigley field. Yeah. Well, um, and which I booed and hissed my ass off during that thing. I had a great time. I, I was shocked that, that people didn't, and we'll transition to the next uh, thing. So we went and saw a movie called uh, Saving Private Wrigley, and it was <laughs> – that's what I'm calling it um, anyway. Oh, I thought it was seriously called that. I was like, no, oh, no, it's shit. called it. Saving Wrigley Field. Okay, so – and it's the ceremony where the Ricketts patted themselves on, your, on the back. And, Crawley, you and I were talked about it that night as we went to the thing. Um, I found it very self-congratulatory uh, that basically I felt like the Ricketts told us that 
if they hadn't fixed it, we all would have died in there at some point by some falling concrete or like gone through the floor or the next earthquake or like the upper deck was going to fall on you and crush you. Or like if Ricketts basically saved all of our lives because he decided to do this for the people. And that's kind of, and that's what it, it really came off like that. They had a guy, um, let me see if I can find a picture of him. They had a guy. Oh, did I not upload it? I'm gonna find it. Squiggy. Uh, Squiggy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know who you know was the producer oh, of here that he movie. Is. Here's this guy. This is the guy that they had talking on the 97th floor, some high rise, wearing the worst toupee I've ever freaking seen. Well, actually, that's not the worst, but it's actually a pretty decent toupee, but it's a fucking toupee. And he was up there just explaining about how the Ricketts. Little little do you know, that was a Ron Santo game worn toupee. (laughs) Yeah, he just picked it up out of the Wrigley Field. You know, whoever your producer is, you got to find interesting people. And, and there's certain people that look like good guys and heroes. And you're like, yeah, I agree with that guy. This guy just did not fit the bill. He literally looked like, I mean, you're sitting there and you're talking. It was like, he's like the evil, you know, guy that's trying to shut down Macy's Santa Claus or something. Like he just like, Looks like a bad movie character. Yeah, right out of central casting, he's trying to ruin Christmas for all the children. But <laughs> yeah, that is, that is exactly, he, you know, he's the evil. And I'm like, dude, like, you can't put him up there. Like, they all, the, Craig Kenny was in it talking his regular bullshit. Ricketts was in it talking his bullshit. And Laura made a huge appearance in it because they, she really does soften their image. People like her. Uh, I think, uh, you know, she's the community neighbor kind of person. And, you know, I admit that even I trust her more. Then I'm like, snap out of it, Rocket. Don't trust her. She's a fucking billionaire. Um, But I don't know. Did you enjoy enjoy the film? Um, Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was uh, Bill was asking if he should delete it. I mean, they have some really good, like, vintage footage that I liked. And then. I guess because I've been like, you know, working on this, I'm having my basement finished right now. The construction process and some of that stuff to me was kind of interesting to kind of see it because, you know, I'll be honest with you, that that ballpark, again, I remember when they put the netting up, I actually had a hard hat that they they were selling aside when they had the original concrete falling down and they put up this netting and it looked like when you walked into a red lobster. And so uh, it was just like, it was, you know, but it was cool to kind of see everything they did. I have this hard hat. Is this the one? No, it, it was something similar. 1060 yeah. projects. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I, I love this. So Ronnie uh, woo woo. 24 minutes in, Tom says, I feel like previous ownership took advantage of the fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Matt Cameron. Hilarious. Oh, my God. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, and uh, Tim DeHate says, I enjoyed it. Learned some things about the ballpark. I didn't know that, you know, my, my one issue with like the, Tom's like, we had to do it. Like we ripped it up the center section and then there's this one, what do they call it? The A-line or the, yeah, whatever it was called, the A-line. It was just basically the one line of structural supports that holds up the entire ballpark, right? So he's like, we had to go down, then we had dug that thing and then pole by pole, they had to reinforce everything. Now, I understand that that is the case that they had to do to renovate it. But what did they do to the renovation? Because to me, everywhere I sit kind of looks the fucking same. So why did what is different about what's in there now that they needed all that shit? 
the luxury clubs. And that is the reason they dug down deep so they could sell tickets right behind home plate for 800 goddamn dollars and down the lines for $400 and upstairs in the new press box for, you know, $300 or whatever the hell. So, like, I'm just saying that I go, boo fucking who, wah, wah, wah. I had to reinforce all this concrete so I could quadruple, quintuple, tentuple the price of the tickets in that section and put a little padding in the seats. Right. And, That's you know, I'm and they saying. claim, they claim that this costs them so much money, but I have it on good authority that the New York families asked them to, uh, transfer Hoffa's body from where they've been keeping it since they redid the Meadowlands to Wrigley. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's how they paid for the whole thing. The, the, you know, the New York families had to get rid of a body. Uh, that you know they were getting close to. Out you there. can always get rid of it in Chicago. <laughs> no, but problem. I will tell you, it was it was fun going. Like I said, to, to watch a movie in Wrigley is fun. To watch a movie about Wrigley and Wrigley was fun. Five dollar beers, which was kind of nice to actually have beers that were affordable. I was all oh, beer, super excited beer for about what that. it should cost. Ooh, thank <laughs> you so much. So, um, uh, PH over here says, so when the owners of the office building I work in make repairs to avoid a building code violation, then they should get a ceremony <laughs> yeah. too. Well, not they basically that, were just fucking, they had to do some of it. Yeah. They had us. to do some of it just to stay in code. They also pissed off a lot of uh, people that are uh, disabled and that, that can't now they took, cause they took away their good seats. Now those are premium seats. Like where Javi's sister used to sit, that is no longer available to somebody in a wheelchair. Um, I, I, will, I will tell you, though, in all honesty, I loved the renovations except for the that luxury box that they put underneath the press box. I thought that was garbage, and it looks like shit, and it's kind of an eyesore, and, and it makes it more diff- – like it used to be like a fun hangout place up there. You remember that yeah. patio? Yeah. We had social media night there one time. So I love everything that they've done with it other than that. That that yeah. one pisses me off. because Too it was many not clubs. Four right. different clubs. Now they're going to build a – and before they can even fill those, they're they're building a sports book. So I, I just show, got a couple pictures of that night I'm going to put up. Here's here's the crew we are rolling with. We got Club 400. We got Tom. We got Fly the Wood Bill. And then look at look at all the giveaways I got, Crawley. Like I'm, I'm holding everybody's giveaway. And uh, Crawley actually made uh, – I'll show this uh, – Crawley made this one worth more because I've got the replica scoreboard here that they gave away. And uh, Crawley signed it. Crawley the fourth. Or no, the is sixth. We, Crawley is that a bobbleboard? No, it's it's this. Uh, leaving it's an original plastic for all you spazzes out there that don't want me to re-ruin it. But uh, it, it's, it it's pretty cool. It, it, like it would have been awesome if it was a bobbleboard and they, you know, they were like, this is what would have happened if we hadn't fixed this shit. And the board wiggles. Yeah, and then, uh, but I walked up on it, and they these were all where the rickets were hanging because the rickets did not show their faces at this event. Well, they did, but only at the like only to certain people. The, like Wait, people who are like the proud boys in this picture you got yeah, right here? So, yeah, there's like the well, they had their own private party with hors d'oeuvres, and they were all back in the bleacher bar, and they had their own vendors 
who wore like old timey vendor outfits and stuff like that. And I took this picture through the bleacher gates and, uh, you know, so they had their own, like basically like lawn jockey boys that like fucking walked around and gave them fucking little finger sandwiches and shit. We didn't get any of that shit, but me and Crawley did meet this guy with a, a 1969 Jersey with uh, is the name is 19 and the number yep. is 69. And we took, uh, I, I kind Crawley's of a saucy getting, picture, yeah, yeah. Crawley was getting a little low on that, on that yeah, back, like, you know. Yeah. His ass. I, I kept my hands up on his shoulder. I was Kevin, trying to Kevin, get anyone to block the sixty nine. It, it's <laughs> one of the things that uh, Kevin Costner says he believes in is the small of a woman's back, Crawley. <laughs> you, <laughs> in Bull you, Durham, you look like you're about to sixty nine with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> So $5 then, beers, $5 beers. <laughs> <laughs> so then there's the Hall of Fame, and I want your opinion on this too, Crawley. I'll show up a few pictures of it. Here's like, it's small. You know, there's is a, that this, it? No, no, there's one other side of it. This is one side of it, and there's another one that looks just like it. Um, and here's a couple of the different ones. And of course, they, you know, the Ricketts made sure the owners were honored from Wait, the past. So, hold on. So the Hall of Fame, you don't even go into it? It's literally just a couple of walls with plaques on it? Yeah, it's a hallway. It's a hallway. Basically a hallway right behind the left field bleachers, right where the bullpen is. So they got William Wrigley wow. and and uh, William Wrigley, uh, both uh, b- the father and son team. They're on the Hall of Fame. Harry Carey, of course, is up there. A lot of is, the players. Was PK Wrigley in there? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get all of the – everybody was in there, right? Yeah, I believe all the owners. Don't worry, the Ricketts. Will well, be we know PK Wrigley is just not worthy of that but honor. Look at this one. I found this one strange. Um, Jimmy Ryan. He made the Hall of Fame. For eight, played from 1885 to 1900. On his plaque, it says batted 308 in 15 seasons with Chicago, including an NL best 182 hits, 33 doubles, and 16 homers in 1888. Was a versatile player who could fill in at all outfield positions, as well as third base, second base, shortstop, and pitcher. Now, had you ever heard of fucking Jimmy Ryan? No. Yeah, I have like, not. How did this they, guy end up here? They don't even have a picture of him in a baseball uniform. He looks like a goddamn train conductor. He looks yeah. like a hobo. Okay, look. We all know that Crawley is, you know, the, the trivia king. <laughs> I have looked. I mean, I have done a ton of, like, research into history of stuff. I have never fucking heard of Jimmy Ryan in my entire life for any reason. Nope. And, and it was, you know, I mean, it was just. But, of, but Sammy Sosa didn't make it, and nobody's ever heard of him either. Yeah. And then the you know, last thing I want – sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's kind of – I was expecting more out of that. You know what I mean? Like, like it just kind of looked like – you see what the plaques look like. You know what I mean? It was very underwhelming. Well, do you want to know one of the huge fuck-ups they made? Check out this. All right. So you got Frank Chance and Johnny Evers right next to each other, right? You got fucking Tinker. All the way down here <laughs> between Joe McCarthy and another guy who I don't even know what it is. And then you got Frank Chance. I'm like, you're not, re- you're really not going to put these fuckers in a row. Like they, it's the uh, most famous thing we have. You're not going to put Taker next to Evers a chance. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I mean, like, if you have to put them in that way, Tinker. Evers, Evers, then Chance. Like, you have to put it in the proper order. Oh, God. And then uh, they somehow got a fucking Bruce Suter without a beard. 
I'm like, nobody thinks of Bruce Souter without, <laughs> I mean, maybe in, and how did Souter even make it? Cause he was only good for the Cardinals. You know, he was decent for the Cubs, but the Cubs didn't do shit. Souter makes it somehow. Um, anyway, just go check it out. And did they, we'll did they have more in the future? Did they have, uh, the you know top racist in our history of Cap the Cubs. Hansen is did not make it. Nice. That's honestly, it's the only thing that I could say they one hundred percent did correct with that. Yeah, because he should not be up there. Yeah. So you were underwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed. Uh, you know, let's let's uh, uh, talk to a guy who's overwhelmed right now, <laughs> and uh, we promised him before. Uh, he's gonna. I'm gonna bring him on the show. He's recently almost been killed. Uh, it's my tie guy. Hey, my what's, up? what's up, everybody? Hey, man, how you doing? First of Good, all, man, living the dream. That's what they tell me. <laughs> I went yeah, living it. the nightmare. It seems well, like every day is different, one day at a time, brother. All right, so <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up uh, the video of what happened here. Do do, sure. do you care or or do yeah, you? It's good. All right, all right, baby. Cool. It's right. this isn't gonna trigger you. That's what he's worried about. Yeah. He doesn't want you to. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't want to be a dick. So um, all right. So here we go. You're walking down the street. Fucker comes up, pulls a gun at your head. You're like, what the fuck? No, no, no. You know, that is so fucked up, dude. Oh, wait. Am I removing it? All right, I'm sorry. I was trying to remove the right thing. Dude, that is that is so fucked up to, to watch there. Um, you know, like, can, I, can I ask you one thing? Um, do, do you think that you going, uh, like, uh, doing that bird call, like that, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey! Like, do you think that that was the thing that he's like, oh, my God, this man might be part bird. He might be like some kind of like weird cyborg or a superhero. I got to get away from this. There's no way a bullet can even penetrate this man uh, uh, you know, because he's a, he's a superhero. I mean, I, I just feel that, you know, uh, they, they tell you to make noise, to look, make it look like you're in trouble, in distress. Hopefully a passerby sees you, makes a phone call, takes action themselves. So, I mean, I just, you know, uh, instincts kicked in, you know. I mean, I was with you last night. You know, we had a few drinks, so I wasn't in the, you know, uh, you know, the first thing that goes is judgment. So at least I had enough judgment there. Well, I've to, seen you have poor judgment. Oh, many times. Yeah, plenty. <laughs> plenty. So, plenty. You're walking and all of a sudden, do you hear him coming up behind you or anything like that? I kind of felt like somebody, you know, I, as I was walking, well, I, I stopped and get an ice cream, man. I had a little sweet tooth after I left the party. I had ice cream. So, boom, this guy's obviously thinking, you know, the same people, people got the headphones in or whatever, but now I'm eating ice cream. And I'm walking. What's up? Where do you get ice cream at 1 a.m.? Baskin Robbins, baby. Baskin Robbins. Oh, okay. Baskin Robbins open that late? Yeah, 24-hour drive through man. <laughs> I did not know. Oh, is, is it one of those uh, combo Dunkin' yeah. Donut Baskins? Correct. All right, yeah. yeah. Correct. Oh, okay, Correct. see, I assumed you were at, like, the gas station, and it was, like, a, no. a push-up or something. No, so um, I, st- I, I stopped at the Baskin Robbins, and, you know, I don't got a car. I just knock on the thing. The guy knows me there. I've been doing this for decades. So, so anyways, um, I get my scoop and I'm walking and everything's fine. Normal day, whatever. Um, but about a, about a block before it actually happened, I kind of felt this presence, this kind of lurking in the bushes kind of thing. And 
he wasn't necessarily looking in the bushes. He was lurking in a car that had headlights off, ready to approach me. So my my first instinct, and I've been taught this before, is when you're walking alone by the by yourself on the street late at night, look down. So I look down to see shadows. If you see a shadow approaching you, that millisecond may help you. So yeah. as I'm eating my peanut butter cup ice cream, I see the shadow, and then it gets confirmed with the gun on the back of my neck. Drop the ice cream, make the spin move, and just try to create some separation uh, between the attacker and you know assess the situation and figure out what's actually going on. How much danger am I in, and try to get as far as way I can. Did you did you go back to Baskin Robbins and get another peanut cutter, butter cup ice cream? I did not. I figured that was a sign from God saying I shouldn't have had that ice cream because you know, Danny, I'm trying to lose weight and trying to do better for myself. I made a bad mistake. I made a bad mistake last night, and I won't be getting much more ice cream off the uh, Irving Park bus anymore. Uh, late night trips coming home. Well, um, and you, you, you did. I mean, you ran the opposite direction of which you were walking. Correct. So then, once you do that, at some point, you have to stop and be like, now I have to go back down the same street to where i was going or did Absolutely. you go somewhere else no uh, i mean I, i'm pretty familiar with the neighborhood over here i got a lot of friends over here so i could always run to a friend's house but kind of tough at 1 a.m i may not be home maybe asleep uh, but i knew i had to get into a 180 direction whatever direction they were i want to go the opposite way go the other way yeah That's well, it. Could- I, I, I'll, I'll make it home or i'll get an uber i'll call the cops whatever i need to do i'll do it let me get myself personally in a safe spot first and then you went and got this ring video. You contacted a neighbor. Correct. You went to the police. There's been a report filed. They probably know the make and model of that car. They're probably looking for these dudes patrolling right. around because these assholes will do the same thing. Oh, sure. That That's their M.O. They probably right. done it to other people. Right. And, that, and and maybe the cops know about them. And then this should, hopefully they get they get caught and uh, aren't able to do this to somebody else. So, um well, and, and is this the first time anything like that has befallen you? Uh, I'm when I was a kid, man. I grew up in the 90s in Chicago, so I've been jumped before. Uh, yeah. Never never necessarily with uh, with a pistol at the back of my head, but strong arm robbery here and there. Hey, gave me all your stuff, and you know what I'm saying? So it's not the first time that I've been jumped or assaulted, um, but with a weapon that close to my head, that's the first time. Yeah, that's fucked up. That was scary. Uh, Matt, Matt Cameron had wrote me after he saw the video, and he's he he was he like shaking because he thought that they fired. He thought the gun got fired, and that's what like, appears in the video. I don't recall hearing a shot. I don't recall hearing a shot. But when looking at the video, it seems like there's a muzzle flash that was milliseconds, millimeters away from my head. Uh, I went earlier today to look for shell casings or a little BB pellet or anything. I didn't find anything. Looked at the house. Looked at the fence there. Didn't see anything, so I think it may be just a lighting issue, but I can't be 100% certain. Well, I know that a lot of the listeners of our show, and you've been on our show a whole bunch of times sure. over all sorts of things, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, B- Bill Sugis writes, glad you're okay, man. Uh, Thanks, man. Deidre says, hi, my Ty, so happy it all turned Thank out you, okay. Yeah, we, we really are all, and uh, all so happy that it worked out. I mean, it's still such scary shit. Like when, when you sure. told me, Jarrett told me this morning, the Bleacher Bums bass right. player, and I was like, holy fuck, and I texted you right away. I just like, can't believe it. Um, but uh, really, the most important question I have to ask you is uh, from Owen Power, that do you think Sammy Sosa should be in the Cubs Hall of Fame wall? One, yeah. one million percent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just got to tell you, Mike. You know, all those years of wrestling balls away from kids and fighting people off, it really kind of <laughs> finally, finally paid off. All those years of training, man. 
Yeah. Hey, man, I'm glad I found my niche in life. Uh, you know, it took 40 <laughs> years, but hey, here we are, you know? Well, and, and I had a thought, too, like, did you turn around? Because he looks you right in the face, and you guys come face-to-face yeah. face at some point. And then he was like, oh, my God, it's my tie guy. Because <laughs> 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 he, he just – he stares at you. doesn't do shit. Like, you get away. Right. You throw your shit down. He doesn't do anything. He's just like, ah, botched – Botched situation. Right. I'm getting in the car, and he runs away too. Either he pa- he panicked and he ran away. You panicked, obviously, for sure. good reason. Um, but it, it, I just thought, to, I'm like, wouldn't it be great if you didn't get robbed? Because he's just like that guy's cool. Like I see him <laughs> on Twitter. He's from the cut. He's a Cubs fan. I, like, right. you know, all I keep thinking about is the guys in the car or in behind are watching this happen, and they're giving that guy such shit when they gets back in the oh, car. Like, yeah. Well, shit, man. Well, I hope this doesn't happen to anybody, but especially right. you. Totally. And, uh, but, you know, uh, I'm just glad you're okay. And, you know, and uh, what, what uh, channels are you going to be on tonight? Because you can uh, catch, you're so great in the press. Like every time, like when you're defending yourself against uh, catching right. the catching the getting the ball from uh, – uh, the Schwarber walk off, you know, yeah. it was you were hilarious on all the news channels you went on. Yeah, you were already on NBC tonight, right? Uh, no, I just did an interview. You know, they don't do it live. I was just doing the same thing, like a Zoom, real quick. Um, actually, uh, AEC came over earlier. They uh, just do a recording and then they edit everything. It'll be on at ten o'clock on ABC and then NBC. They didn't give me a time. I did a quick Zoom meeting with them. And uh, they asked for, like, the police report number and stuff like that. So I uh, just got new uh, video from the second neighbor that I'm going to go to the police station currently right now as soon as I'm off with you guys to have that put into evidence. Did All you right. – uh, did they ask you about stealing balls from children? I, I, <laughs> first, time I the cops. first time today. <laughs> you know what? And, 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 and my tie, your social media game is sick. Because I'm guessing you did Thanks the interview you. with the pitching pitching ninja hat on. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you check, check the interview on ABC. You'll see another cool hat that I had on today too. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he, he, dude, my my tie wrote me. Uh, he uh, he did the whole ABC interview. John Baker Day hat. I got wow. I actually got I got I got to send ba- I got to send awesome. Baker video of that. So how um, yeah, brother. Dude, well, I, I'm really sorry that happened. I know that it's uh, it's traumatic, and I know that you probably got flooded with a shit ton of adrenaline and probably weren't able to go to bed for the last 24 hours. And, like, you know, and at some point you're going to, you know, come off of that high and probably feel some way about it. But I just wanted you to know that, you know, we're all here for you, and we love you, and, you know, I'm so glad we know you, and I'm so glad that this didn't get way more fucked up than it, how it could But We just had another friend of ours, uh, Scotty, shot. Um, right, we spoke know, earlier, too. So, yeah, so uh, it's just like, it's fucking scary shit. So everybody be careful, and uh, and I think the advice you gave uh, is great. Look for shadows. Uh, look for cars with their lights off. Right. They, maybe they're up to no good. Uh, I mean, jump on not- YouTube. Look at look at some self-defense videos. I, I got home. That was the first thing I did. I, I, I sat down. I poured myself a drink. They said, let me check out these self-defense videos. Maybe there's something, you know, you, you got to get your hips in the right position, get your weight in the right spot. Now, that might not work for somebody that's, you know, uh, 100 pounds or something like that. But at least you, if you have a base, a start, you can work with that. 
and um, you know, just kind of uh, do what works for you. I mean, I, I they're shooting off fireworks over here. A uh, little jumpy today, excuse oh, Jesus me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to Chicago, baby. You know, familiarizing yourself, letting let know, letting you know where you're at at all times, and you know, um, might be a smart idea. Maybe I should have called Danny. Maybe I should have called you on the walk home. Hey, Danny, I'm walking home. You know, just so you know, if anything calls the cops, I mean, maybe we should, you know, do the buddy system a little bit more. Kind of tough yeah. at one thing in the morning sometimes I get, but, um, you so know, like I said, I was up and around yet. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, well, that, well, uh, Jerry kept telling me to take that handle of Tito's back. I was like, ah, leave it here. I'll come over again. Had that bottle of Tito's been in my backpack, I wouldn't have been as fleet of foot and I might not have gotten away. Yeah, that's good advice too. Don't have giant bottles of Tito's <laughs> in you, on you at two in the morning. Uh, right. Definitely leave them at the party you were just at. Sure, sure. So uh, uh, Matt Cameron writes in, my tie needs to say, I just kept thinking, I can't die until Sosa gets back to Wrigley. Talking and then you'll be, yeah, then you'll be, then we'll get Sosa back to Wrigley. So if you want okay. Sosa back, you can tie this in. And get that in the press next to if somebody else asks you. Definitely get that out there. Ricketts will have no choice but to do it. Hey, um, so 21 for 21. It's 2021. We should do it this year. Why not do something in September? Give something to fans to look forward to instead of the product they're currently putting out on the field. Yeah, yeah because Tom sure. Ricketts hates us. Um, Bleacher Jeff says it best. Love you, brother. Love you too, guys. You guys so, are the best. That's why, that's why I yeah. appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on, guys. Be safe out there. Be smart out there. And, uh, you know, tomorrow's another day. Let's do the best we can. Yep. Let's go. And, yeah. So, right. so glad that nothing bad happened. Nothing yep. worse happened. Yes. So. Absolutely. Well, thanks for, thanks for coming on, dude. We'll let you go and, uh, go on your merry way. Uh, go, go get yourself an ice cream to defend yourself. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Well, out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should always get the sugar cone because it's got a pointy end. <laughs> Stab him in the eye with that fucking pointy sugar cone end. I love it. All right. Love you, brother. Talk to All you right, soon. Guys. Peace. Great the Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sunranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you? on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store. And, uh, you know, we kind of get together. We have a conversation about something Cubs-related or baseball-related, or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist Matt Camera. You never know what's going to happen over there on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. at the Spotify Green Room app. Here's what you do. Uh, you download it, and um, then you follow Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, and you link your Twitter in there, and, uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory. Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. Oh, I, I got him off in the middle. <laughs> well, all right. Well, dude, I, I love that guy so much and uh, and I, I hope he's okay. But, um, and, and I know uh, that uh, if, if, but I, and I'll put this out there to everybody. Um, if, uh, if, if you're like need some, I don't know, uh, love, 
these are hard times, you know, make sure you reach out. Like, even if you don't know us, reach out to somebody. Uh, I know a lot of people are going through bullshit like that. You know, not specifically what my tie has gone through, but there's a lot of desperate people out there. There's a lot of bullshit going on that, that is a uh, result of the bullshit uh, of, from, you know, the pandemic and people being poor and getting kicked off unemployment now. And, you know, just, it's going to be, I think everybody's holding in for another kind of toughy winter and, I'll just say that, you know, our Cub fan family is pretty deep and there's somebody in it that will help you. All right. You want to talk about the Royals, (laughs) the Royals series? Not really, but Hey, you can always get worse. uh, Like my ties night. Um, Let's do some poems. How about some poems? Poetry makes people happy. Okay. Let me find them. Here we go. Uh, Well, we got swept. Um, Game one, uh, Zach Davies went out there, gave up four home runs, and uh, the Royals ended up hitting five. Um, and the Cubs didn't do shit, and they looked like yeah. ass. That was a six to two loss, right? Yeah. Cubs poem one twenty four, Kansas City six, Chicago two. Wisdom flies a majestic shot over the horizon. Hap dies undignified in the dirt. Royals trotting in five alone. Cubs losing chances at home. Very yeah, nice. I had to get that in there uh, because I just thought it was pretty amazing when Wisdom did hit that home run that it did go over the horizon sign. And how have they not talked about that more on TV when a ball goes over the horizon? I don't know. Maybe they didn't pay enough for yeah, them to mention it. Have. You know. Um, yeah, this, it, it started well, this game, this was the one that I was like, oh, we might actually, no, <laughs> that's kind of how this game went for me. I was like, Ooh, we're starting nicely. And then, you know, when Ian Hap slipped and fell on his face and then uh, it, they ended oh. up tagging him out and then the, that run didn't score and that would have, you know, kind of kept it close. And then the that was just Salvador yeah, that... Perez just kept hitting home runs. And I was like, oh, well, fucking Ian Hap. I mean, the guy struggles at the plate, sure. Lots of guys do. You know, he has that problem. But when he does get a hit and he drives in two runs, all we want is for him to, I don't know, just fucking play baseball at higher than a little league level. But, no, he goes around, like, he turns the corner and just absolutely eats shit. <laughs> and they throw the ball over there and fucking tag him out, and it takes a run off the board. After the review, it was the most, it was the most Cubs thing to see. Like it's fuck. I, I like Ian, Ian Happ. I do. I I've given him every single possibility of, of keeping liking him. I know he's trying. Like, I know he's out there giving it his all, but it is, he's earning the Ian Hapless moniker yeah. at this point. You know, uh, it's, it's just, it's an ugly, ugly season for him at this point. And he's supposed to, and he was great last year when he came back in 2019, when remember when Lyle used to scream, what did Ian Hap do to deserve this? <laughs> Why won't they bring him up? He had like 50 doubles in triple A or something like he was ridiculously awesome. He had hit 25 dogs. They finally bring it up. He's banging balls off the wall. Then he has a good 2020 in that weird 60 game. And then this year he disappeared like he did at the beginning of 2018. Like, is he just that streaky? And do we just tr- try to get 
some other team to take him. He wins his arbitration, so he's going to get a raise just because of that. Like, what are they going to do with this guy? You could see him be. You could see him be non-tendered. Yeah, I mean that's, that's absolutely a possibility. Um, you know, a lot of, of of people sometimes mistake not caring for caring too much is is kind of the issue. And I think Ian Happ is one of these guys that they tell him, "Okay, do this," and then he overcorrects. You know what I mean? And I think all, and then the next thing you know, you just get your swing out of whack, which has been for him all year. And I just don't even know, to me, like, I would be like, you know what, take a 10-day, uh, you know, stint on the DL, go to Cabo San Lucas, drink some margaritas, come back with a clean head and just play baseball and have fun. You know, I think he's absolutely in his own head and it just, it's just, it's painful to watch. It is. And, you know, it kind of is a negative spiral loop sometimes yep. with some of this stuff. And then you think about somebody like John Baker being off the team. And, you know, you got these mental skills guys. I mean, was John Baker replaced? I don't think he was. You don't have a mental skills coordinator now. That I'm not I'm not positive about. I mean, I, you probably have somebody in that department or something like that. But they cut bait with so much of that kind of peripheral staff that you wonder if, uh, you know, and you – they had a hit, different hitting coach every year, so now you're getting different ideas there. So that's never been good. Finally get a, a pitching coach around for a while, but speaking, just sticking to Ian Happ, like here's a dude that could like maybe, if it is a negative spiral, spiral loop that's happening, you need help with that. That is not necessarily somebody telling you, oh, this hitch in your swing or the way your hip moved or something like that. It's something else because the dude has obviously performed at a major league level. He hit, what, 20-some-odd home runs his in 2017, yeah. his rookie year. And what happened? Yeah, know, it's it, frustrating. It, and it, it really does for him – it does seem to be a bit on the mental side, right? Like if he's, he, he doesn't look like he looks like he knows what he's doing and we've seen him for stretches, you know, go and do well. So that just tells me that something gets in his head and then he, he struggles with it a bit. Um, once again, with the Wrigleyville jerseys, I know it's controversial. Do you guys like this shit? I mean, this dark blue, it's just not, I mean, it looks like a road jersey. It looks like pajamas. Like, I don't, I don't like the Wrigleyville on it. It it still reminds me of a gas station jersey. Um, I like, you know, they've grown on me. I kind of like the contrast when they have like the the baby blue kind of underneath it and stuff like that. I think, I think at first I didn't like it. I like it a little bit more. But um, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, the hope is 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 that the Cubs are very bad about having retro jerseys. They did it in 2014 and it was freaking awesome. They did it 10 times. You know, the Cubs have such a, a rich history of jerseys to pull from. I'd love to see more retro type jerseys coming back, you know, doing the same type of thing of wearing them on a Friday or wearing them on a Sunday or whatever, however you want to do it. I'd love to see some of that more. Yeah, I agree with you. The, the contrast stuff. of the light blue and the dark blue, I think does look good, but the the rest of it kind of doesn't necessarily. I don't know. It just looks like a road jersey to me. Uh, it, you know, it's you're the the home team wears white. The it, I don't know. I know there was the I, blue tops and stuff, but what what maybe the pants were if the pants were different and I I, I think one of the teams needs to not wear 
the color, the alternate jersey. I know uh, when they were playing Colorado, they were wearing their blue, and Colorado was wearing their purple the whole series, right? Blue tops, purple tops, and it looked crazy on the screen together. <laughs> <laughs> like, just no coordination. You you could not have done that in the fucking 1980s because you wouldn't have been able to tell the two colors apart. Yeah, and it's not like soccer or basketball where you kind of need to maybe see the color of the guy's jersey like right. as much, you know. You're kind of looking for plays and and positions, but I bet you it is somewhat confusing when it's when the colors are too much the same, and that's the only problem I have with. I remember when the I couldn't tell like when uh, the players' weekend jerseys were black and white in 2019. Um, you couldn't see I, the numbers or the names on them. I couldn't tell who was wearing a black jersey and who was an umpire. <laughs> they looked the same. All right, uh, you want to go on to game two? You, you got another poem. Uh, the poems are the only good parts of these games. I do. Let's see. Cubs poem 125, KC 4, Chicago 2. No rain, rain delay. No, no hitter today. Wisdom trots home with Schwindel. Keegan Thompson takes the L. Yeah. At least Mike Matheny got mad. He was quoted after the game as saying, I've never seen anything like it. It's an embarrassment to the game to have something as special going on as we were witnessing. And you pull us off the field, that rain better. And, and you pull us off that field, that rain better hit us or something better happen worse than what happened. I feel for the kid. Not too many people in a lifetime have an opportunity to take a run like he just did. I hope there's some sort of follow-up. That just can't happen like that. That's what Matheny said. One of the council called him and and tried to console him for uh, a a no rain, rain delay. I will tell you this is that I loved Mike Matheny as coach of the Cardinals because he made them a worse team. But (laughs) I cannot stand that jag off. He is – he just has this obnoxiousness to him that I just cannot stand, and I am so glad we really, really never have to see him except for these occasional every three-year interleague game with him because I, can, I, couldn't, I can't deal with his stupidity. There was a lightning strike point like one mile away. They, they got everyone off for safety. Sometimes you get hit, sometimes you don't. They put the tarp on the field just because it's it's nobody wants to see that happen. But no, there's no gamesmanship or any bullshit. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. What if what if his pitcher had been out there and gotten struck by lightning? Uh, It's not like back in fucking 1903 when that pitcher got struck by lightning and he literally finished the game. (laughs) He got knocked out and got back up and pitched the rest of the game. Well, then his boob wouldn't be itchy anymore. Yeah, Boobitch. Boobitch. Yeah, I, that, what a great name. To I mean, not for him. I mean, I would hate to be him, except for I'd be a major league pitcher. But all of the rest of his family have the name. But all the rest of his family's got the name Boobitch and aren't major league pitchers. <laughs> you know, I don't know that any one of them have ever been successful in anything. But yeah. um, Boobitch is tough because, like, you've got to c- correct people because, like, they're like. You know, Boobic party of six, and he's like, actually, it's Boobitch. <laughs> I know. They're like, I didn't think it could get worse, but you just did it. Yeah, you just did it. Like, Boobic. I was thinking pubic. I called this guy pubic the whole last show, and then we find out it's Boobitch. 
and it well, makes it, it wonderful. And remember, we asked about I, we asked about that, right? Or I asked you about that. I'm like, I don't remember this guy, and you're like, Yeah, we made fun of his name last year. Well, I didn't remember because we didn't make fun of it being boobic. We made, made fun, fun of it being boob itch. Yeah, I just I got wrong what we made fun of. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, yeah, he, he he no hit us basically. They got yeah, one he, hit. It was... he had a no hitter going into the seventh until wisdom, you know, dropped the dong. And the Cubs were in this one. There was that Chirinos bad play where he was blocking the plate, which you know that didn't used to be the rule, but he really was doing the the thing against the rule, which he, is he standing had... there with no normally. Like, yeah, yeah. Normally, I would argue the fucking shit out of this and i have before about this rule but that was that was a pretty blatant one but while boobich was fucking tossing a gem keegan thompson was a wild pitch allowed a run right and then uh you know single by lopez got the run and then trinos blocking the plate that was a run and then merrifield steals home on a throw to second trying to get lopez and merrifield scores like that's the oldest little league play in the book. They're like, oh, first and third. Guy's going to try to steal second. The catcher's going to throw, and because nobody can throw, uh, you know, you, the, you have two guys that need to throw now. You as know? a little league coach, you never throw to second. You let them go. It's defensive indifference. Let them fucking go because you don't want to take the risk of the guy coming home. And it looked like that. It looked like the little league throw that now – you know, David Ross needs to go out there and be like, okay, just so you know, this is a coachable moment. If it got, but that shouldn't happen in the major leagues is all I'm saying. Like that should not, that <laughs> Keegan Thompson Sugis, got fucked. I agree. But also Sugis earlier game. said that, you know, maybe Chirinos would, when you said there won't be any balls hit into the corn, <laughs> Sugis says, uh, maybe Chirinos will throw one into the corn. <laughs> Well, right. you know, it, it, people ask, like, why the hell are you watching any of these games? And that's a fair, legit question. But the, the, these type games where you have Keegan Thompson or Justin Steele or, you know, you're trying to kind of see what pieces you have that may hopefully stick with you. And, and we've talked about the Cubs' lack of developing pitchers, and they believe that they have something with Thompson and Steele. It's not going to look perfect. These are guys that are making a transition, and it looks – I don't want to say it looks easier – but, like, AAA versus major league play talent is a lot different. And yeah. so these guys, uh, Thompson and Steele, looked really good uh, in their outings in, in AAA. But, uh, again, big jump in talent. Yeah. yeah, and, and I will say, it didn't go well, but that was entertaining as shit. Like, weird things happening on a baseball field is kind of what you watch for. You just hope that it's not against your team as it was. Yeah. And the Royals are that team. They take advantage. They've got young guys that are going to take advantage of those situations, and they're going to take advantage of these young guys. They're not going to let up. They're trying to win baseball games. They're trying to make as much money as possible. They're trying to pad their numbers, and you know, there's abs. You know, and I agree that uh, I think that Thompson looked good. Like you, I don't think he looked well. You know, it didn't look good. That fucking stupid Jack Peterson mustache he has. That looked kind. Of, <laughs> that looked kind of stupid. I'm like, oh, bro. 
Hey everybody, a quick message, uh, last interruption of the show. I, I want you all to join our Patreon campaign. Why? Well, you get the show early, ad-free, and you help the Sun Ranto show stay on the air. You know, we got bills to pay, we got a website hosting uh, due real quick, uh, we've got uh, our uh, stream yard that we've got to pay for, we got tickets and beer, we got, there's expenses, people. There's expenses with keeping the show on the air, and you should help us pay for it. Um, Go to patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o, and become a patron today. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. There are 105 other Cubs fans that have done exactly that, and you should join them because it really helps us keep the lights on. Please help the Sunranto show stand the air patreon.com slash sunranto you can pay all at once it's like ten dollars if you buy each one of us a beer at the ballpark for doing the show that's like three dollar level if you want the photographs and you want the uh, music it's five dollar level if you want to get your name on the end of our live recording as a as a special supporter of the Sunranto show that's a ten dollar level I know some of you guys can afford it um, if you're if you love Cubs baseball and Cubs talk and you want to help us out then please become a patron patreon.com slash and I won't bother you again about this because you'll be getting the free ad free feed straight to your Patreon account but you don't you gotta listen to ads like this one you could you don't need to you don't need to one dollar will change all that patreon.com slash all right, game three, poem. All right. Well, I was going to also on that, that was uh, Wisdom's 20th home run. Oh, yeah, 20 homers for Wiz, P-Wiz. So that's, yeah. that's great for a full season. You got to love that. And he has not been playing a full season. So great job for him. All right, Cubs poem 126, Kansas City 9, Chicago 1. Royals broom riding, flying from friendly confines, confining the Cubs for the 13th time straight up raising the l flag above bleacher bums bumming 12 dollar beers but no relief numbing grief streaks standings sink this game sucked i was at it it was fucking horrible <laughs> this game just sucked ass that guy uh hernandez for the royals is really good though and he was dialing up 98.99 cubs looked like idiots um i don't know it's just like they were way overmatched. They couldn't get shit done. He goes seven innings, four hits, one run. I That's saw his tenth it, ever start. That's yeah, but you know, he, but he's a real deal prospect. He can yeah. really throw hard. Like the guys that were like, "Oh, he's good." Is like, no, our dudes are throwing ninety three. This guy's throwing ninety eight. It's a yeah, huge difference. Eight eight strikeouts in seven innings. Uh, you know, three walks, which is a little, you know. Maybe a little high, but he did get through seven innings, four hits. But yeah, I mean that's, I mean you get seven innings out of a young guy like that, and he's throwing the way he was. God, he's throwing against we had AAA. Guys. Yeah, well that's so. true too. Yeah, Ortega, uh, old for the series, by the way. Uh, he's still hitting over three hundred. Like really? the over twelve didn't hurt him that bad. But no wonder um, nobody bought his jersey at the Cub store. Yeah, but you know he was uh, he was not great in this series, and Schwindel had two walks and two hits in this series, uh, no hits in the first two games, 
Uh, he had two walks in the second game and then two hits today. So yeah. those are those are kind of the quote unquote superstars a little bit, you know, outside of uh, wisdom who obviously hit a couple of dongs, but like these guys, uh, this is what we've been saying. Like we're waiting. We're surprised they're doing this well. And we're wondering how long it can hold. It out. can last. Yeah. I think we're seeing we're, we're, it's not going to get better. Um, a couple pictures I want to put up and I'll try to describe this to the podcast listeners. So there's this guy sitting in front of me and he's got, uh, he had a lot. He looked like a cyborg, kind of. He was wearing some sort of like uh, I don't know goggles, virtual reality goggles that he seemed to be doing something. He talked through the entire game to somebody or something, and he's got like I, I I just don't know. I thought maybe he was like disabled, and this was the way that he was hearing, but none of this is going into his ears. I was just so confused um, as to what was going on. I thought maybe he was like some secret agent. He's got uh, power cords just streaming off of him. So this guy was at the game. And uh, so weirdness is coming back to Wrigley is what I'm saying. Like the is it possible are so bad. he was calling the game and other people were watching through his goggles? It could have been. He might be. Like, I don't know what exactly this guy's doing. And so if anybody has any guesses what this guy is doing, I would love to know because I was going to ask him, but I thought that maybe it was rude. Like something about him made me uneasy. And so I didn't want to engage. Um, then this is <laughs> was also, it his cyborg parts. Yeah. All the things that made him a cyborgy, uh, like the goggles and this stuff, but I don't know what any of this gear is. I would like to know. And then uh, there's So if anybody knows and is watching this and not listening, obviously, I would like to know. And then, well, I know that the one thing on his hat is a pin. He yeah, has he's a got pin a pin on his like, hat. Yeah, he's got a, a pin on his hat. He's wearing a Cubs hat. He seems to have been watching the game. But I think I that's don't know. Season, season ticket holder pin from 2017. Okay. <laughs> so he's got season <laughs> tickets. He's like, he got that coming in the right field gate. <laughs> I just then, don't on, recognize those glasses. Like April third. Yeah, Bill, Bill Sugas says online chatting. Maybe that seemed to be what it was. But what I'm wondering is, like, am I going down to Wrigley Field with like some kind of Oculus sort of glasses, sitting there? You know, like let's say the three of us go behind. We get some tickets. We go in Crawley land. We wear these fucking glasses. We watch the game. We broadcast this game on illegal transmission of this baseball game. And then, and then we call it until we get caught and Rob Manfred sues us. Well, I want to know how he had good enough internet Wi-Fi. I do in too. the stadium. To well, that might be one of these anything. things. Like you look at all that shit on him. He's got his own router. He's got his own router. Like, he's got all these wires hanging off him. That's what I'm saying. Like, this dude sat in front of me, and I did not know what I was looking at. And I was just like, what? And it wasn't like a young guy. Like, this guy's our age, you know? Like, he's in his 40s, it seems. But And then this is the other thing that kind of was weird at the game. It's cool outside, but Clark is running around with a gun. Okay? So, Clark <laughs> Clark is running around Wrigley Field with a, a super squirter or whatever they call it, super soaker. And um, I don't know. It's just like the image of it. I was like, really? And I know squirt guns are squirt guns and real guns are real guns. But, like, in this day and age, 
it just seems like this wouldn't have passed the market research phase of, you know, the Cubs brass where they're like, hey, you know, maybe it's not great to have our mascot, even if it is a multicolored super squirter gun, to not actually even show your mascot shooting anything, even if it's, um, you know, totally harmless and, you know, so he's got a super soaker, but I, he, I he assume, still looks like a dude that's shooting people. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Uh, I yeah. You don't shoot into crowds. You don't do all that stuff. And what? I'm I'm also pretty sure the guy that held my tie up was in the crowd right there. That's where he got the you know, idea. It was the, Clark. When you take a look at it, we were told by the Cubs when Clark was introduced that they weren't going to pull this kind of shit. He was going to be non-distracting from the game. You know, just kind of greeting kids, hugging and taking pictures, but not doing anything that like. Well, that was before they were terrible. <laughs> Let's see, when was Clark? Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he might. They might have been terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think they were terrible. I think that was one of those things they snuck in when nobody was watching. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. It just seems like not a great thing to to have out there. I, I, I'm surprised it passed muster. Plus it wasn't even that hot. Go, go shoot the bleacher guys, you know, out well, there in the, the, sun. the, the liquid inside, was, <laughs> uh, it's not that hot, but the liquid inside was hot. It's filled with Ricketts piss. <laughs> Tom yeah, Tim, told Clark to go spray the fans. According to Tim D eight. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, <laughs> I just think I, I agree. It's distracting. I'd look around the game's going on. Fucking Clark's out there with a super soaker. I'm just like, God, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, and uh, we've seen him in the, have you seen him in the sanitizer costume? He wears like a white painters uniform and he goes around giving hand sanitizer to everybody. So yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I guess that's all I got to add about this game. Anybody have anything that want to talk about with this series? Cause I'm just annoyed. You know, uh, it's, it's, you know, I got to get going, but it's just one of those things for everybody that this is, this isn't going to be fun. We, we, we've sat through this before. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable. And if anyone just wants to turn it off, feel free. No, you don't have to do it. If you don't feel it's like good for your mental health, if you just want to hear the roundups, we'll tell you what happened and we'll make you laugh. But, but this is really, like I said, you're looking at certain parts, you're looking at certain pieces, you're looking at certain development, and you're trying to figure these things out and see what happens. But with what? How many games are there left? 40 games, roughly? Oh, God, too many. Uh, there's uh, 138. 38, okay. So I would, I, I would be shocked if the Cubs won more than 10 games for the remainder of the season. Yeah, it's uh, it's really rough. So they're at 54 wins right now. So you're saying 64 wins. That is 98 losses. Yeah. That was about right. Yeah. That that is, I, I can't believe that you could – and this might be one of those most historic terribleness ever uh, kind of stats, but to be in first place, uh, and not in April, but in June, and then to fall so precipitously after pitching a no-hitter, in yeah. Dodger Stadium. I mean, it's just like, and and we're about to talk about another weird team. The is it I the worst no go, hitter ever? Yeah, the worst no hitter of all time. <laughs> uh, but we're about to talk about another team that's having a very very strange year. That's coming to town, the Rockies, 
it's really odd with their home road splits. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second, but I'll let you go. But it, first, I'm going to show you the home road splits uh, just to get your reaction. 43 and 21 at home, a 672 winning percentage. On the road, 14 and 45 for a 237. So we're not the only team that weird shit is going on for right now. It, it's so, a bizarre team, and the fact that they decided to keep Trevor Story is just like that is just organizational madness. Yeah. Why do you keep that guy there when he's somebody you could have really gotten something for? Or like German Marquez, who we're going to face this. I mean, they've got some decent pieces that they could maybe roll through and well, turn over. I, and- I think they want to keep uh, Herman Marquez because they actually have a good pitching staff, but. Yeah, the Trevor Story oh, yeah. thing didn't make sense. But yeah, that those numbers, if they played all their games at home, they would be 86 and 42 right now. 86 wins already if, <laughs> if they were at home. <laughs> all right, yeah. guys. Doug and you all take care. All right. We'll see you later, Crowley. Have a good night. Yeah. He told us before that he could not stay for the entire thing. So we're, we just cut him off at the Rockies. Uh, yeah, preview. because Crowley has to go to work in the morning. Yeah. So does Danny, but but know, I don't care. I Danny care Danny rolls out of bed and calls into work and yeah, Crawley's guy actually has to intersect with people. So I'm going to put it up again. These home road splits, forty three and twenty one, a run differential. They've scored three hundred eighty and allowed two hundred ninety eight at home. That's all course fields, um, and then so that's. Almost 100 runs, you know, not quite. You know, it's 18 short of 100 runs there. On the road of, at 14 and 45, 179 runs scored and 293 runs allowed. Well over, uh, let's say, what is that, 124? Almost 120. But here's the thing. Their, their runs allowed is similar no, in both places. You know, the 298 versus 293, that's a very similar number. It's just that they can't score outside yeah. of. So it makes course. me wonder if they're cheating. They, are they, um, are they, they totally that, could be. Are they that built for cores? That who, who can that be has that always been the argument that cores makes that big a difference and that that's why they'll never do well is because they can't they have a hard time leaving course you know and people who come into course have a hard time playing there all that stuff uh but yeah it seems like i say though they could be cheating just for the simple fact that everybody expects them to be way better at course so why not yeah so you're getting some like you know little you know shine from the from a flashlight in the, you know, we saw the that it's going to be a breaking ball and just some Astros-y kind of cheating garbage can bullshit. Every time uh, the guy takes a hit from his pipe. <laughs> yeah, they got some know. stoner out there. <laughs> um, so they did beat the Cubs 2-3. They outscored us 21-14. to They're 11-8 and in August. Uh, they swept the Padres and knocked them out of the second wild card. Now the Reds are in there, making our friend Billy DeVore very happy. Um, they took the first two from yeah, Arizona. They, they got to see Arietta. 
They got to see that fucking mess again because he had pitched there about lit up. Yeah, I think. Um, and uh, they they did lose today. They played Arizona at home, so they have to fly from Colorado to here. And uh, they've had it's it's weird. They've got they've had some weird injuries. I I wanted to put these up. Uh, so they got a guy named on the ten day named Rymel Tapia. He's got a right big toe strain. How does that even happen? Like I've heard of a stubbing your toe, but I've never strained my big toe. See the that that reminds me of like a um, turf toe, right? Like okay, it feels like yeah. nobody gets turf toe anymore. But turf toe was kind of that thing. It was a it was a toe strain. It was like a pulled muscle in your big toe. And then Jonathan uh, Daza has a left thumb laceration. And Daza injured the thumb in what the Rockies called a household incident or accident. So I'm I'm thinking it's one of those uh, Jose Quintana emptying the dishwasher accidents, but mostly they're healthy. Chris Owings is out for the season. Nobody cares. The Rockies are basically out for the season on the road. At home, they're a, a world beater. Um, let me give you some... Uh, some uh, st- stats, and I'm just going to give you their home stats versus their away stats, okay? So, at home, the Rockies OPS, 843. Away, 608. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that is, that's huge. At home, they've hit the fifth most home runs in the major leagues. On the road, dead last. Um, they at home, the third fewest strikeouts and then away the 17th fewest strikeouts. So they are striking out less. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's less of a, of a, but but I'm seeing what you're putting down here with the cheating, cheating. Yeah. Yeah. That those are huge numbers. You're an average team that strikes out versus the third fewest strikeouts in the majors. Um, they are uh, the bottom third in bases on balls in both uh, home and away. So they aren't taking in that respect any differently and getting the walk. Um, they've uh, stolen more bases at home, which is kind of weird. Like their sixth most stolen bases. But I wonder if that's just because they've got rallies going because there's guys on and, you know, they, they're not stealing as many bases on the road because there's nobody on base to steal. Is what right. I'm saying. So that made sense. And offensively at home, they are number one in runs scored at home. Number one in the major leagues. They are dead last on the road. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah that that's not uh, that's not a an altitude thin air. That's not. There. That's just not normal. Um. So uh, I'm going to put up some other. Especially other- when uh, you know you have a number of you have nine of those away games are against Arizona. So I mean, you should be fine there. You'd think Ar- Arizona's terrible. Yeah, also thin air. Um, so then I'm putting up everybody on the Rockies' home OPS, okay? Ryan McMahon, 
it has taken the most at bats of anybody on the team. Their second baseman, eight forty-seven OPS. Trevor Story, eight ninety at home. CJ Crone is up over a thousand, a one point one. His seventeen of his home runs have come at home, and it basically one out of every ten at bats results in a home run at Coors Fields. They they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Players with uh, OPS is over. Uh, let's see, oh, and Chris, uh, I'm going to count Chris Owings too, who's hurt and out for the year. One, although yeah, no, nah, I, I won't. Only 25 at bats, but nine players with OPS is over 800. Two with over a thousand. I mean, it just, they have a pitcher over 500. Yeah, yes, yeah, Herman <laughs> Marquez. Now here's their road splits. Okay. Uh, you've got nobody except for Brendan Rodgers with only a second baseman. So they've got a million second baseman too, with over a hundred, only 112 at bats on the road with an 856 OPS. He's the only one. He's it. Wow. Everybody else, 619, 724, 681, 750, 447, uh, 674. Joshua Fuentes in 126 at bats has an OPS of 382. Oh my God. They can't do shit. It's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, f- most runs, fewest runs. It's just insane. Luckily, they're coming to Wrigley because they beat us two or three. Um, the pitching, that's bad. Uh, both teams have bad pitching. The Cubs have a 460 team ERA right now. Rockies have a 470. That's both in the bottom third of the league. The Cubs pen is now at 414 earned run average to the Rockies 518. The Cubs have given up the sixth most homers out of the pen. The Rockies are about average. Cubs have given up the most walks out of their bullpen in the major leagues. The Rockies are average. The Cubs do have the most strikeouts in the major leagues. The Rockies have the second fewest out of their pen. And uh, they've got a guy named uh, Chichi Gonzalez on their team, whose real name is Alexander. Chichi is uh, is a nickname. And uh, it's not like who you'd think it would be, Chichi Gonzalez. He went to high school in Boca Raton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He, he went to college at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and ends up with the name Chichi Gonzalez. So that's probably that, where he got it. Yeah. So if they, exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah. And so if if your dream is to have the nickname Chichi and be known as Chichi in Baseball Reference, just know the path to it might be through a Boca Raton, Florida, and D- Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then yeah. you'll get your name Chichi. Um, so I'm going to put up their bullpen stats. They're unimpressive. Everybody's got an ERA over four, uh, including Daniel Bard, uh, who wasn't he the guy that was a prospect for the Red Sox that had was kind of a head case. Does that make sense? Am I, I thinking know. of the right guy? I, I have know. no idea. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm, Bard I'm sounds here. very familiar, but I don't know why. I'm going to look it up. Um, Tyler, it's a bunch of, it's a who's who of uh, who's that? Daniel Bard, Tyler Kinley, Carlos Estevez, uh, plural Julie's on the team. Julie's Chassin. Oh, yeah, Julie's 
But, uh, yeah, you haven't heard of anybody else. Michael Givens got traded to the Reds. And, uh, Chi-Chi Gonzalez, hope we see him so that we can all, you know, talk about Chi-Chi. And, uh, the I Cubs... always think of uh, Chi-Chi Rodriguez, that golfer. Remember yeah. uh, in the 80s, he was he won the Masters or some shit. Yeah. Well, uh, Chi-Chi Gonzalez, I was hoping he was going to start. He's kind of been their swing guy in and out of starting. So, but they got they got nothing out of the pen. They get they have a bad team, and I don't even know how they get away with it at Coors Field and even have the record they have against two or no three powerhouse teams in the NL West. How do they have that record of forty five wins, forty three wins? Sorry, how do they win forty three games against the Giants, the Dodgers? And the Padres without cheating. I just want to know. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know either. It it seems ridiculous that the. I mean, and you've got all these numbers. I don't know if you looked up what their splits were against those teams, but it feels like they would have to win all of them. You know, like lose five. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> you at know, them. because you've only got 21 losses at home. Some of those have to go to other people. I mean, the Cubs got one. They are three and ten versus the Dodgers, so that hasn't gone well. But they're eleven and eight against the Padres, who are in third place and knocked out of the playoffs as we speak. Well, and that's their whole season there, nineteen games. And they're four and nine against uh, San Francisco, but they beat oh. everybody else. Well, I think that's the case. I think that's where we're at. Like they have, they still have a number of games to play against the Dodgers and the Giants. Yeah. So yeah, may- maybe it's going to go much worse for them in the end as these teams fight it out. Uh, defensively, both teams are uh, below league league average at this point. Uh, Cubs Durr went down to six ninety five. Rockies is six eighty six. It's worse. Um, Cubs have a few more errors, but you know. It's 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 ugly for both teams at this point d- defensively. Weather-wise in Chicago, it's going to be hot. Uh it's Indian summer out here. Do they call it I don't, I don't think we're allowed to call it that anymore. What do they call it? The yeah. Uh, uh fake fall. I, fake fall. <laughs> no, it's not even fall yet. Um 86 high, 87 high, 89. Ooh, ooh sequel to summer. Summer Summer's- sequel. But it's still technically summer. Yeah. Well, then it wouldn't be Indian summer either. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I either Indian, way, Indian that's, summer has to come like September, much later. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. So this September, is October summer. or something like We're that. We're still in summer. That's what I'm trying to say. And uh, August still in summer. 86, 87, 89 is the highs on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday's a day game, so that's going to be a hot one. Um, and the lows in the 70s. Looks like it might rain a little bit. We got about 45% chance on Tuesday, 41% chance on Wednesday. So there might be some delays in this game. Um, I couldn't come up with a, a, a scavenger hunt. You know, I, I've got this to give away. I've got the Craig Kimbrell jo- grow a beard. I've got a lot of entries. I'm going to, like, run it through the red, the rest of the year. Then I'm going to pick a winner for the grow a beard. Um, you know, I thought maybe you have to go to Wrigley Field and actually watch this team sit in an empty stadium and uh, somehow sneak a rock in. Sneak a, some, not a big rock, 
at least uh, an inch a diameter rock. And then you have to take it to the highest point of the stadium. Yeah, take it to the highest point of the stadium and take a picture of you with that rock. Okay, Ooh, that's the scavenger and, hunt. And since we're doing rocks, it's a crack rock. And you get high <laughs> at the highest point in the stadium. And I guarantee you nobody will even notice because <laughs> you're the only one up there. So um, I, I used to call back in like 2013 the weed smoking seats because you just go up to like, ah, it's really cold. <laughs> Wind's blowing in. Nobody's going to notice. Um, Eric uh, Wade Ginter writes in, we should call it gluten summer. I agree. <laughs> gluten summer. Uh, that's what it'll be called. And uh, if you are going to any of these games, please use our StubHub link at sunranto.com slash StubHub and buy all your tickets because um, it doesn't cost you any more. We get a penny. Literally, it's now a penny because it's 1%. So, well, maybe, no, maybe it's like 10 cents. So if you buy might, a $10 like ticket, 10 we get a dime. But those dimes add up if it was 1923. So, uh, real yeah, quick. Yeah, so drop the dime. Drop the dime. Drop a dime. Uh, use our StubHub links on sunranto.com slash StubHub. Uh, Antonio Senzatella, who's 2-9 and nine with a 458 ERA, is going up there in game one against Kyle Hendricks, who's 14-5 and five with a 404. Senzatella. You know, okay, so we are most of the way through – Kyle is going to get – you think he gets five more starts? Yeah. Man. He could maybe be a 20-game winner. That Well, I was really convinced he was going to be a 20-game winner in July. You know, but, yeah, he, he lost the one game. He's had a couple of no – he's had three no decisions now. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a lot harder for him to get there, but – yeah, I was thinking, what would the twenty game winner be? Like, who who cares, right? Yeah. But on a team that's this bad, it's like, ah, it's twenty game winner, something like, to root for. Yeah. So, but he's he's got his work cut out for him, or the Cubs do anyway, because Sinzatel has been decent lately. He gave up seven. Uh, he went seven innings in his last start, only gave up two on six hits against the Padres, which is pretty formidable offense. Um, also, was very efficient. Eighty three pitches for those seven innings. Uh, Why did they pull him? Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck? He, yeah. that, that's a that's a David Ross bullshit right there. Yeah, it is. Um, but he's been good. He, uh, you know, it's decent. He's got a even though he's got a four fifty eight ERA. I mean, his first game of the season is really just set him back big time. <laughs> because he gave up seven runs on in three point one innings, and then. Uh, you know, yeah. so it, when you start the season at eighteen point nine ERA, yeah, then that's you just, tough to work he, back from. Yeah, he he worked it down. Uh, it, he's at his lowest point. No, his lowest point was his last game against Houston, where um, he got it down to four seventy one. But oh no, four fifty eight <laughs> looks like his lowest here. So anyway, he's decent. And then uh, the Cubs—they've seen him a little bit. Nobody's got a home run off of him, uh, which is a problem. But the Cubs are batting. And it's not a lot. If you have 30 plate appearances. They're batting 444 off of him. Um, that Bodie is, uh, well, you know, he's got nothing. I mean, you, get a, you got a lot of base hits here. Like Ortega's two for three. 
you know, even Davies got a hit off of him. He won't be in there. Maybe they'll use him as a pinch hitter. Schwindel faced him and got a hit. Um, not, not a lot to look at here. We did face Senzatella uh, on August 5th. We did get four runs off of him. He only went 4.2. So, I don't know. Maybe we get to this guy. Um, I hope so. Hendricks, he's going to go out there. He did not face the Rockies this year so far. Um, his last outing was pretty good. One run, uh, six innings, three hits. That was against Cincinnati. The Cubs won the game 2-1. to one, But the time before was total dog shit. Maybe Hendricks' worst start ever. He gave up nine runs through four to Milwaukee. That was ugly. Um, Charlie Blackman likes hitting off of him. He's five for 16 with a homer, but that's pretty much all she wrote. Trevor story. Oh, four, 10. Uh, oh, for life. Yeah. Oh, for life. So uh, he's got a little OPS. How did he get it? He, he's got a little OBP. Uh, it's gotta be a, uh, no, Error? What? I was going to say RBI, maybe a walk, but there's none of that. Yeah. How the fuck do you get a point nine one? He's got a point nine one. It's got to be an error. Yeah, it's got to be an error because he got eleven plate appearances, ten at bats. So that means he did something sometime that is not showing up on these stats. Well, uh, yeah, hit by pitch. Hit yeah, by but pitch. It, OBP doesn't include errors though. Right, oh, but it HBP, would be yeah, it would be hit by pitch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Point oh nine one because he got hit by a pitch. He yeah. probably complained about it too. Yeah. So over ten. Um and uh yeah, Blackman's got the only home run and uh John Gray likes it. He's three for four. Isn't John Gray a pitcher? He is. <laughs> John Gray's a pitcher. <laughs> He's three for four with a double. He's got a 1750 OPS. <laughs> so watch out for him. So uh, so they're going to have John Gray pinch hit, and the, and the Cubs are going to have Zach Davies, who's one for two, pinch hit in this game. Um, so uh, then in game two, Herman Marquez, 11-2 and two with a 3.80, is going up against Justin Steele. And who's 2-2 two and two with a 3.22? Uh, and Herman's last game against San Diego, uh, he went 6.1 innings, uh, gave up three runs on five hits, struck out four, but he did give up three home runs. He also got lit up in the game before that against San Francisco. That was tough. Uh, but is and this is the maybe a different story in which he's kind of been like good every other month kind of guy. Like uh, if you, you know, he's got a 380 ERA, which isn't terrible in this kind of world. Um, but the, here's the Cubs numbers versus him. Uh, Hayward's seen him the most. He's three for eight. So call this the Hayward game, I guess. Um, hopefully Robinson Chirinos doesn't start because he's 0 for 7 with five strikeouts. Oh, we're going to see Austin Romine then. Yeah. So who's never seen him? Uh, David Bodie's three for six, so hopefully he gets the start because he likes it. He's got two home runs off this guy. So, anyway, uh, not out much else to look at because uh, most of our guys are 30-year-old rookies now. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then uh, J- Justin Steele, he's going to go up there in this game. Uh, he had his third start of the. This will be his third start, I should say. He gave up two runs on five hits, one home run, five strikeouts through four innings against Cincinnati. Cubs lost this one. Um, and his other start against Milwaukee was decent. Three runs, five hits, five innings, nothing exciting. The Rockies have never seen him. So uh, then game three, Austin Gomber is going to go up there. We did not see him last time. Um, he gave up uh, three runs on six hits through five innings to against Arizona. He wasn't good against San Francisco the time before that. Um He's got a 415 ERA. I don't know what to, to say about him too much, except for he was injured a little bit this year. Uh, Contreras has a home run, but he has, he's not going to be there. Uh, Hayward uh, is 0 for 5. Uh, Cubs, in their limited time against him, are pretty much 0 for. Ian Happ's 0 for. David Bodie's 0 for. Alec Mills is 0 for. Sergio Alcantara is 0 for 1. Horner, who won't be there, is 0 for 1. So it doesn't look good. Um, Zach Davies, he did face Colorado, and it was shit. Went four yeah. innings and gave up seven runs, two homers. Uh, his last start for the Cubs but that was, was shit. But that was a Colorado in course. Yeah, so now a we'll see. Now probably no hits him, right? Yeah. So last time against Kansas City, he wasn't well, good. We just talked he, about that, four home runs. He and four other pitchers will no hit somebody. He's given up 20 home runs in 126 innings. It's not great. It's not great. He's he, he, at least now he's eating innings. He's gone six at least the last few times. So you, at least they can like ru- you know run the game how they want. Um, yeah, it's ugly. And then uh, Davies versus the Rockies though they don't like it. Uh, you got Story, Trevor Story, and Elias Diaz with home runs, but. Other than that, like, nobody's doing too good. Charlie Blackman's seen him the most. He's only three for 20. So, Eric Wade Ginter writes in, man, our team sucks so bad, I'm still shocked we suck this bad. Yep. <laughs> I agree. So, um, yeah. There's your uh, there's your preview. There it is. Woo! Uh, Looking forward at to it. this one. Wrigley Field. Yeah, this is going to be quite the Monday through Wednesday series, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, I don't even know who's going to watch this thing. So, uh, I guess, uh, let's, let's get some, uh, predictions on this. Shall we, uh, shall we, shall we take our temperature at this point? Today, we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Yeah. Cub sweep. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling that, you know, I, I had originally said they were going to hit a 13 game losing streak. Surprise, surprise, I was right, and I didn't even know it. It just happened to be 13 at home and not 13 straight. They went 11 straight, they won two, and then they lost three. Uh, I thought this was, you know, I thought they'd win against Casey. I was absolutely wrong. Uh, so, yeah, sweep right now. They're, they're, this is the only team. Uh, a Rockies team away from Coors that they really have a shot at. Maybe, maybe Pittsburgh, but I don't know. Three of, three of our last nine wins will be the next three days. And we'll be like, Schwindel could really be the future. 
and then we'll like think differently of that next week. Could this be? Yeah, this could be uh, yeah. Schwindel and Ortega's coming out party. Just yeah, just tearing it up. So uh, announcements: We got the tailgate on the 18th, and people are still asking me, like, are "You guys still doing that?" I'm like, "Yes, we are." If you have a ticket to it, you have a ticket to it. If you don't want your ticket, well, you don't have to come. But I don't. Know. I honestly but, don't know if I have a ticket to it. I think. I mean, I, paid I bought for you it, one. Unfortunately, no <laughs> you did. I paid for one too. Good. Oh, you did. Yeah. I, oh. I got one for me and my wife. Oh, Emily's right. excited about coming up there. Uh, I, th- I thought you were on my list, and now we have extra tickets. If anybody we wants to extras. go, if anybody wants to go, let me know. It is uh, the price has gone up, unfortunately. So now it's seventy five dollars instead of fifty. Sorry. Uh, no, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll get details going. I, I keep meaning to talk to these guys. I did hang out with Stuart McVicker, and we're like, we should talk about this. And then we're like, sure. And then we got drunk instead. So, uh, you know, you know how it goes, uh, but we are still tailgating. We will still be providing like, you know, basic tailgate food, chips and, you know, hot dogs and shit. Chips, dips, chains, whips, your normal teenage soiree. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and, uh, then the next, uh, show is the 25th at the bleacher bump band. And, um, I am going to still try to go up to see Eric, our brewers fan friend show at the laughing tap in Milwaukee. August 27th and 28th. I'm really going to try to make that. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I want to go Friday or Saturday, but I would like to go because I could, even though it's a pain in my ass to go see Eric for a, for a half hour set, you know? Well, I mean, seeing Eric at all is just a pain in your ass. We, yeah, we understand that. Yeah, exactly. He's just going to gloat and make me mad. So uh, do you have any TFCs, these flexing cubes? No, I've been sprinkling mine throughout. I don't have I didn't have any in the, the actual brand, but well, I got a couple. Uh for this is kind of a, a late announcement, but that NFT uh last I looked with 8 hours and 27 minutes remaining that I made fun of before but the non-fungible token uh it was going for $7500. Now you get the chance, I believe if you win it, you get to throw out the first pitch at some point. But let me just tell everybody right now how I feel about that. If you buy yourself a first pitch, that ain't a first pitch. Like that's not an honor anymore. An honor, it, it's a, it's an honor to throw out the first pitch, but not when you buy it. It's an honor when you did something worthy of throwing out the first pitch or randomly winning it. You know that's fine. Then you're just like, I'm lucky. If you're lucky or honored. That's fine. If you paid the most for a dumbass NFT and then you're the guy that goes out there to throw out the first pitch and like waving to everybody and everybody claps because you fucking paid $8,000 for a useless piece of shit NFT, then you're a fucking loser. That's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm just coming out there. So I guess I'm the TFC on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Paul Sullivan, he tweeted out uh, a picture. Uh, they, they're up in the upper deck. And uh, they're having mass, and he, he wrote Sunday Mass at Wrigley, and there's a priest in green vestments and uh, a bunch of people who work at Wrigley Fields having mass at Wrigley. And I didn't know they did that at all, so I don't know what was going on here and uh, didn't know you could go to mass at Wrigley Field. I, I'm pretty sure that was just a priest that wanted a free ticket. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was too. He's like, <laughs> what if we had mass at Wrigley and I just stayed? 
Yeah. Well, anyway, I liked uh, Paul Sullivan tweeted out that picture of mass happening. And then this guy had to t- comment it, uh, on it on Twitter. Colto four Ricketts is going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracked me up at 10 a.m. this morning. Um, I tweeted out today. Uh, who the hell would wear a red Cubs hat? They have, it's the Cubs C on a red hat. It's for Northern Illinois University. They've got the college. There's a purple one for Northwestern. There's different. You know what? For all the big I, I had a red, I had a red Cubs hat once. I did. I bought it and I thought, oh, cool. A red Cubs hat. I never wore it. I was just like, this is just weird. Yeah, it is weird. And most people agreed with that. Except for this guy, Dub City says, LOL, guilty. Well, you know what, it. though? This one at least has the Lobos logo. So Northern no, no, Illinois. Is Northern Lobos. Illinois. Oh, they are the, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the Lobos. University. And, uh, you know, if, if I've got that on the side of my hat and I went to school there or something, I would I would fucking wear this in a heartbeat. But do you know who, who else would wear it? This guy. Chad Krause points out. <laughs> he, he tweeted me a picture of a Cardinal fan. In a Cubs hat from uh, looks like a game that Ben Zobrist was playing in because uh, uh, it's from a, a TV uh, screenshot, which I don't remember this guy and why we didn't make fun of him. No, but, but the, I, I feel like this is he's lost a bet, right? That he's got to wear a Cubs hat behind home plate because that's a that's a great seat. Yeah, that that just looks in it. it it's so awkward to wear a Cubs hat with that Cardinals jersey. He kind of looks like uh, Alec Mills is going to look like someday. He kind of looks like the uh, the Cardinals uh, manager. Yeah. Bud <laughs> Schilt or yeah, whatever Schilt, his name is. No, uh, Mike Schilt. Mike Schilt. Yeah, he kind of looks like Mike Schilt. Yeah. He's got that shitty look on his face and scrunched up. Yeah. Dominic wants to know if we saw that uh, Tops is out at producing baseball cards after 70 years. I did see that. And I, d- I don't know why I didn't look into it or like. I saw something. I saw something the other day about uh, people wanting to boycott fanatics because they are going to have like a monopoly on like everything, you know, which is not true. Exactly. But that's how they get away with stuff like that. But Fanatics has taken over the cards now. Um, I don't understand why. Like, they used to do Tops and Donruss and Diamond Kings. And, like, anybody wanted to fucking do a card, like, they got it. And they made the cards. Is it only going to be Fanatics now? I don't know. But it's kind of sad a little bit. Uh Tops is the card that we all grew up with, but I don't fucking know, right? Like, I don't collect cards anymore. I know there are people out there collecting cards, and honestly, from what I hear, people collecting Tops cards, Tops are going to actually go up in value because they are no longer allowed to make them, which means that's a good thing for you if you have lots of Tops cards. You can sell that card that was worth five cents. That's good seven cents now. <laughs> it's caught up. Uh, what is that? Forty percent. <laughs> it is forty percent return on your investment. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, this, oh, man. <laughs> I hate the end of these shows now. I'm like, yeah. my, well, my favorite, my favorite tops card is actually a Ryan Sandberg card that I have that doesn't have the tops logo on it. It was a misprint. And I thought, oh, this is worth a million dollars. It's like worth two dollars and seventy-five cents. So I was like, for two seventy-five, I'm keeping this fucking weird thing. <laughs> my favorite old tops card was I I pulled a, a Billy Ripkin fuckface. Oh, the, the fuckface card. Yeah, yeah, people don't know what this is. Uh, Billy Ripkin standing with his bat over his shoulder and the knob of the bat is facing the, the camera and it says fuck face on the bottom of the bat. And that got put out for like the first printing, you know, and then they realized what was going on. And they edited it out. This is pretty much my only baseball card right now, which is Ryan Sandberg autographed Don Russ. Nice. So somebody just gave that to me. So look for that for a future giveaway. Um, so I guess that's our show. Um, I'm going to play a little cup snake guy and then we'll be out of here. So we'll talk to you, I guess, after this series. And then we face the White Sox. So that ought to be fucking fun. Yeah. We're, thanks we're for ready. hanging with us tonight. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for it was, uh, it was fun. Hey, t- tell your friends about this show. We are heading into uh, the darkest period of this team that we have ever known. Uh, okay. That's not really true, but over the last 10 years or whatever. So, you know, we want people to, to come in here and we want them to start to watch. And then hopefully they, somebody, you know, has an extra dollar or two to give us in the Patreon. So you don't have to do it. Just get your rich friends to do it. That's what yeah. we want. Yeah. We get your rich friends to give us money. Um, all you got to do is go to patreoncom slash sunranto If you haven't already, uh, you get the podcast early and ad free, uh, and we like you more pretty much because we don't really like our non patron people that much. Like, no, nope. I could give a fuck about you. Talk shit about them all the time. <laughs> it's not, yeah, that's all we do is in our text threads. So uh, <laughs> we, we we by name, yeah, by name. We we know we know who you aren't. So uh, all right, uh, I'm gonna play a little cup snake guy because that's pretty much all that's going on at. Uh, that's all. That's all that's going out these days at Wrigley Field. I forget if this is. I forget which video I uploaded. If it's the old one or the new one, but I think that. Um, and then I'll play me falling one more time at the end, just oh, for yeah, your own you engagement and, and your own enjoyment. So, uh, spagog everybody, and uh, I guess uh, we'll see what happens now. Yep, spagog, <laughs> Rocky spagog. Took the train from Barrington to get drunk and have some fun in the bleachers. Fireballs at Cubby Bear with his friends, he doesn't care if he's late. He boos and screams and cheers, and he pounds a dozen beers in the bleachers. But the highlight of his day was when he made a cup snake. They piled it high and piled it higher Left field sucks came from the choir They stacked those cups for 27 rows How beautifully built those
those cups were till a mean red shirted usher said, Buddy, I think it's time to go. He's the cup guy. Chases Jägermeister with a Mai Tai. But the best part of the game was stacking cups up in the ninth. He's a cup guy. Well, he came to see the cubs, but instead he's stacking cups in the bleachers. He was too drunk by the fourth to care about the score of the game. Buddy's reaching for the sky, heaping cups up super high in the bleachers. Worth a hundred bucks he paid to get drunk and make a cup snake. Everything felt so fantastic, holding his pillar of plastic, a monument to Wrigley's drunken fans. And dip spit raining showers from the massive slobber tower. Thank God they gave up cups instead of cans. He's a cup snake guy. Gonna lose his Terrio jersey tonight. And the best part of the game was stacking cups up in the ninth. He's a cup guy. He's from the suburbs and he's usually white. And the best part of the game was stacking cups up in the ninth. He's a cup guy. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.